Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be a beautiful day and a beautiful weekend, too. 75 for a high today and sunny tomorrow. 77. Saturday, 82. And Sunday, 87. And Monday, abs- 91. Come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Three-day weekend that looks nice? Yeah. A full weekend that's not uh, going to be ruined by rain or no. thunderstorms? And then a heat wave that starts on Monday and doesn't end until God knows when. Um, this would put you in a great mood, too. Yacht Rock. You love it, right? I love Yacht Rock. I love it. Today we're going to be talking to a Philly Ocean. He is the lead singer for the band Yachtly Crew. And when I tell you they're fantastic, I'm barely scratching the surface on how fantastic they are. No, it's uh, it's a good band. It really is. Yeah. So we'll be talking to a Philly Ocean later on this morning. Also, more tickets to the three-county fair. Looking for something to do. That's a good option. I thought Marty Caproni was going to stop back in again today, but I don't know about that. <laughs> was he supposed to? Well, we said that yesterday before he left here, but I don't know if he was actually going to come back. We'll oh. see. Okay. Well, if okay. he's here, Listen, he's here. It's like uh, It's like the Merv Griffin show. You just show up and just be a guest on the show. Well, Marty, is it possible that you look even better looking than the last time we saw you? <laughs> it's 536 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 in Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, nice and sunny today with a high of 75. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It's 60 right now in downtown Springfield. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Is it just me or the streaming services seem like they're just trying to annoy the crap out of the people that subscribe to them? Isn't that the whole purpose? As the price hikes, the increasing number of ads, the removal of popular movies and TV shows, and when they do have an original hit show, they cancel it too soon. But this might be the worst move yet. According to Variety, the streaming service Max, formerly HBO Max, is thinking about adding CNN news alerts while you're watching content. What? So you're in the middle of the dark night, and then all of a sudden the the little news flash comes along the bottom of the screen and says, Breaking, uh, you should be concerned about this. That should, you know, at the very least, that should be an opt-in. Yeah. You should be able to opt in and opt out of that because there's other places you get that, like on your phone and stuff. Yeah. So, like, you're in the middle of uh, catching up on The Last of Us, and suddenly there's this random update about Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. I listen, uh, I'm watching your service because I don't really want to know about that stuff. Uh, for now, there aren't any specifics on how this alert would come up, whether it's in the bottom corner or something really intrusive. Like, uh, remember the old pop up video bubbles on VH1? I do. I wish that show would come back, by the way. I used to love that show. I did, too, but then you'd have to watch videos. And nobody wants to do that anymore, apparently. I do. I would sit there and watch. I'd watch those episodes. If they had, like, a marathon of that on instead of the Twilight Zone on New Year's Day, I'd be sitting there watching that. Naturally, subscribers are already ripping this idea with people saying they're immediately canceling if this happens. One person joked, this is a dream come true for me, I want pop-up alerts about who Ariana Grande is dating while I'm watching Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah. 
Oh, this Hotel Rwanda. Oh, Ariana Grande is getting engaged. Yay. I'm going to stop crying while I'm watching The Whale well, so I can go get uh, so I can get some information about what's going on with, I don't know, Kanye. I watched that last night, The Whale. It's depressing as hell, well, isn't it? It was one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen in my life. And, and the idea that it takes place in one location the entire time. Yeah. That's weird. Well, originally, I think it was a play, and oh, that's and that's why it was. Nevertheless, it is the most depressing movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I. Uh, good thing I was watching that by myself. Oh yeah, because uh, the first uh, opening five minutes, he's having a little fun there with the uh, the internet. Totally yeah. relatable film. Yeah, it's totally relatable, but not something you. you uh, hey, kids, come on down and have movie night. We're gonna watch the whale. <laughs> what? It's a family film. What's going on there? Oh, he's just flogging the whale at yeah, this point. He's, yes. He's slapping the minnow, you could say. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I used to think of that Moby Dick thing where they all went into the mouth and then they, whatever. It's a, Jake Gyllenhaal shared advice from his mom when learning something new. He says, quote, start in the children's section and then work your way to the more complicated aspects. The most difficult to do is explain something simply. So whenever he wants to explain something, he All right. takes his mom's advice. Why is anybody even asking him that? It does, there's no, like, is it just, this I, is from an interview, this is yeah. from this, this is from that. It, it it's say. clearly from an interview. It's not something you just, yeah. like, hey, uh, we call up your publicist. Hey, listen, I want to talk about my mom, and I have something very, yeah. very specific to say. Uh, a list of rock songs with lyrics that didn't age well. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, Money for Nothing, Dire Straits. Yeah, no, that actually... It didn't uh, age well. With the homophobic slur that's yes. in there. Uh, one week from the Bare Naked Ladies. It makes an outdated references to Leanne Rimes, The X-Files, and Harrison Ford and Frantic. Yeah, I guess I can see that. Yeah. Star 69 by R.E.M. The last call return function on phones is pretty much obsolete these days. So is R.E.M. Mm-hmm. Dude looks like a lady. Even though the lyrics are playful, mm-hmm. they're no longer politically correct. And yet, we'll probably play that three times today. Run for Your Life by the Beatles. Very misogynistic. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I Love Rock and Roll by the Arrows. No they- one's putting another dime in a jukebox. They wrote that? Yeah, it's not a Joan Jett original. It wasn't? No, it's a, it's then, a cover. Then why do we act like it is? Because her version was the better version. Some, some guy said that to me last weekend. If there was one song that you could take away from, you know, your your music library, what would it be? And I said, actually, I've already had several removed. One was that uh, <laughs> Time of Your Life song, and then the other one was Scar Tissue by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then uh, he said, uh, either of those songs by Joan Jett. Really? I hate myself for loving you or I love rock and roll. Uh, I, I don't mind those songs so much. Well, I think it's the repetition. I think it's like how many times that we play it per day. When you're when you're like a, a guy working in a truck or doing something all day long where you're listening all day long. Yeah. But you know, like I could eat steak every day and not get tired of it. Yes. Like some things, if you love it, you're, you're, you're repeating it is not so bad. Yes, but this is somebody's shoving ground chuck into your face every single day, Bax. We haven't well, had prime rib. But we haven't even had. I, I'd take a. I'd take a, a Delmonico at this point. But we don't have any. Uh, of we that. don't have any of that. 
the Power of Equality by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It mentions cassette tapes and CDs, which are pretty much outdated. CDs are making a comeback. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Why? Why not? Because they were horrible to begin with. Okay. Uh, one in a million from Guns N' Roses. It could be offensive with uh, racial, xenophobic, and homophobic slurs. But that's why you go to see a Guns N' Roses show. Uh, before the kiss, a red cap. The blue from the Blue Oyster Cult. Mm-hmm. Gas is no longer cheap. At the time the song was written, a gallon cost about 35 cents. Those are the days. They don't run them like that anymore. No, and 17 by Winger. The singer was 27 when the song was released. He claims he didn't realize 17 was considered underage when he wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really know that, even though I thought it was perfectly acceptable. It's absolutely acceptable. Except in, in every state in America. Uh, and Kim Kardashian hung out with uh, Meghan Markle's mom. Really? Yeah, brush, taking a brush with royalty in an indirect way. She must have something to say. Oh, my God, the last time I came that close to royalty was when Ray J used his Prince Albert to roll back the lid on the stinky sardine can and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Roll back. I love the royals. And uh, Caitlin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the sparkling mermaid. That's something you might want to look up because I can't even begin to tell you what it is. I paddled in the stink canoe for some scrot scrod. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I can dig some grease while chomping on some buns and dragging through the garden. <laughs> Did you ever dig some grease while chomping on some buns and no, dragging through no, the garden? No, I, I actually haven't. Well, I guess you don't speak jive either. <laughs> And that's your Hollywood trash. I rock what to do. Ah! Are you or someone? And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't get much of a chance to talk about women's sports very often. That's mostly because I don't really care very much. Does that make me a, a sexist, misogynistic Neanderthal who is, whose ignorance is bolstered by a combination of mouth breathing and knuckle dragging? No, it just means I have a limited number of hours in my day and I simply can't pay attention to everything. However, a story came out yesterday that sparked my imagination so much so that I simply cannot allow it to go underreported. Yesterday, the five-time national champion University of Nebraska women's volleyball team set the world record for the most attended event in women's sports history. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, okay, Baxi, first you decided to do a sort of, uh, story about women's sports, and now you want to tell us that the sport happens to be volleyball? To which I would respond, yes, especially that women's volleyball team had just drew a crowd of 92,000 people. That's 92,000 people to watch the Cornhuskers pound the snot out of Omaha three to nothing. Do people have, do people have any idea how many people 92,000 people are? I'll tell you exactly how many people that is. That's a crowd that's nearly eight times larger than the most well-attended game in the WNBA this season. That's nine times better than the average attendance for the Yukon Huskies women's basketball program. And according to some statistics, that's more than twice the average attendance for college football. Not women's college football, all of college football. Now, when I read those numbers this morning, my first thought was, don't these college students have binge drinking they should be doing instead? 
Shouldn't these kids be in their dorm rooms rolling doobies and eating soup out of a hot pot? That's what college is supposed to be about. And yet, here's a crowd of 92,000 people showing up to watch six women butts a bump set and spike a ball yelling rotate every three minutes. You know, there used to be a time when you couldn't get 92,000 people to show up for an entire season of hockey at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield. The Volleyball Hall of Fame in Holyoke, where the game was invented, probably doesn't get 92,000 people walking through their door. And yet, if you go to Nebraska, you could almost bet that 92,000 people are going to be there. But hey, an MMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the DeWalt Compact Drill Driver Kit. Save 40 bucks. The DeWalt Circular Saw. Save 40 bucks. DeWalt Power Tools. Save 40 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 and sticks with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be sunny with a high of 75. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It is 66, or just 60 right now in downtown Springfield. Later this morning, we'll talk to uh, Philly Ocean, the lead singer of the band Yachtly Crew. And I know what you're saying. My God, I love Yacht Rock. Well, join the club. This band will blow you away. We'll be talking to him uh, sometime after 7 o'clock. Blow you away. Listen, if you love like Christopher Cross or Ambrosia mm-hmm. or Player like I do, Little River Band, this is uh, this is right up your right up your shoot. You know, uh, would you light up a joint at a little, little river band show? Uh, yeah, and I know I wouldn't be alone. You know, the last time we did that uh, that live show up in Northampton, yes, uh, back it was 2019. Now, uh, recreational and medical marijuana had been legal. I think the <clears throat> recreational had been illegal for at least a year because I think it was 2018 that that finally got passed, but. Uh, more people were using it on the streets. And when you walked out of the Academy of Music that night, and it was like a stale night, like the air wasn't moving very much, Well, that's all you could smell was like burnt weed. Yeah. Now, I'm a, I'm a weed guy. I like, I like using weed. I like, uh, I like uh, playing with the devil's lettuce every sure. now and then. Yeah. But I don't like the smell of that, especially when it's, when everybody's doing it, you, do, do you see where I'm getting at? Like, yeah, no, I, I kind of get it. I can handle the little if I have a, of a, a like a joint on my front porch. I, I can handle that smell for a little while because it's going to go away. But As you're a, but you're in the but you're in the mind frame at that point. Yeah, like, like now is my weed time. This is the time I want to uh, smoke weed. You yeah. try not to let anybody else kind of smell it. I'm sure the neighbors probably smell it, but but it's a. Uh, you just kind of got to be a little respectful when it comes right. to that. It's just like cigarette smoking. People who smoke cigarettes, you get shunned outside anyways. But the problem is everybody's outside doing this, and the smell is just overwhelming. And it doesn't smell that great. It's not like the fresh marijuana no, that you get right out of the bag. It's it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like, like, a, like an ashtray and some marijuana in between. Yeah, to me, uh, and, and I know I can't be alone in this, uh, the smell of, of today's weed and skunk yeah. is not always distinguishable. No. Like, like sometimes you're like, is that a skunk? Oh, no, we're... We're just uh, we're just in Court Square. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what it is. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not the I'm not a big fan 
of uh, of weed. I mean, I'm not against it. If you want to use it, that's that's your business. But I don't really get a whole hell of a lot from it. Well, it's becoming a problem. It's become a stink at the U.S. Open. A pungent marijuana smell that wafted over an outer court clouded the concentration of one of the world's top players and left the impression there's no place left to escape the unofficial scent of New York City. While the uh, exact source of the smell remained a mystery on Tuesday, one thing was clear. Court 17, where eighth-seated Maria Sakari complained about an overwhelming whiff of pot during her first-round loss, has become notorious among players in recent years for its distinctive, unmistakable odor. Court 17 definitely smells like Snoop Dogg's living room, says Alexander (laughs) Zarev, the tournament's 12th-seated man, who won his opening match on the court on Tuesday. Oh my God, it's everywhere. The whole court smells like weed. Uh, stung by stories in the wake of Sakari's match Monday, they made it appear the U.S. Open stands are the sporting equivalent of a fish concert. The United States Tennis Association conducted its own <laughs> investigation of sorts to weed out the source of the smell. Spokesman Chris uh, Wittemeyer said the USTA questioned officials and reviewed video of the midday match and found no evidence anyone was smoking pot in the stands of Court 17, leading to speculation that it may have come from Corona Park just outside the gates of the stadium. This is what I'm talking about, wow. how far this smell goes. Well, I got to tell you, you know, the I, if if you're smoking weed to kind of, you know, chill out and, you know, get the, all that anxiety out of you, just, you know, to, you know, to, to chill, and you're going to an LPGA event? Yeah. I mean, you're kind of doing yeah. yourself like a, a yeah. like a, it's kind of like a double dose. This is why they think, you know, it says this guy might not just be blowing smoke. Sakari herself uh, suggested that when she complained to the chair umpire while up 4-1 in the first set, the smell, oh my gosh, I think it's from the park. Because again, you're right. Why would anybody be going to a tennis match getting lit? I was going to go... Serve your ass like John McEnroe, but then I got high. <laughs> yeah, like you know, tennis, golf. Uh, yeah, think of some other sport that's uh, you know, horrifyingly dull. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea to be kind of buzzed. I mean, mo- I mean, if you're gonna go out there and you know slam five or six beers and then. Uh, Pay outrageous amounts of money to the beer cart girl when she comes around. Yeah, but but it's the, the same thing. Yeah, but your reaction from beer is very different than when you're on weed. Yeah, you're throwing the club when you drink the beer. Yeah, you want to you want to start fighting somebody with weed. You're like getting down on the ground, replacing the divots. Like you're gonna be one with nature, and you're gonna. This has got to be all perfect. We can't just let this grass just get <laughs> from the ground <laughs> like that. Take a nap and start sawing logs during Wimbledon. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't want to do that. After her uh, 6-4, 6-4 loss to Rebecca Masarova, Sakari told reporters, sometimes you smell food, sometimes you smell cigarettes, sometimes you smell weed. I mean, it's something we cannot control because we're in an open space. There's a park right behind here so people can do whatever the hell they want. Flushing Meadows uh, security staffer Ricardo Rojas, uh, who was working the gate outside the court 17 on Monday, said he took a break in the park around the time of uh, Sakari's match and there was definitely a pot smell going on. You know, when when this stuff first started to be decriminalized, mm-hmm. I don't even want to say it's the part where you know, like recreational weed was out there. But if you're going to get, you know, if you were going to be out smoking somewhere, uh, you know, you weren't going to get busted for it. Yeah. When that happened, all of a sudden, you started to smell it everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's not that great of a smell. You know, I know if if I you know if I uh, wanted to take up the uh, the devil's lettuce, like you say, I probably want to go with uh, an edible or a sphincter or uh, you know whatever it might be. Yeah, I 
I don't know if I would want to go that far. You wouldn't want uh, an edible near the sphincter? No, no, no. I don't uh, I don't like the stinky edibles. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, either way, you could have like a gummy that doesn't stink or uh, you know, a couple pieces of a uh, of chocolate don't don't stink yeah, up the place. That's true. But you uh, you blaze up. All of a sudden everybody knows. It's and it's and it's nobody else's business. And it's not again, it's not a pleasurable smell. I can handle a guy like a like a really rich cigar. I can handle that kind of smell because that's it's it's got an aromatic. I don't know, like something that attracts you to it, yeah. as opposed to weed, which really doesn't. Did you see the story last week? It was late last week. Um, I'm trying to remember where it was, but it was, it was talking about the entire marijuana industry mm-hmm. and how in some areas, especially the states that that have recreational marijuana, what they're finding is is that there really has become an oversaturation uh, of dispensaries. Yeah. And that many of the dispensaries that have opened are finding it hard to compete with Another some day. of the others, where it's like any other business and any other well, we uh, type of, of thing where at you know at some point the, the strong will survive and those who are in tough locations don't make it. It's it's very much like every other business. But you know, when People were applying for those licenses. All they were thinking of was with the was the dollars and cents that were just going to come pouring in. Yeah, I don't know if that is a sustainable point of view. Yeah, but, but but the reality is, you had to have a lot of money to begin with in order to even think about applying for a license because the licensing fees were so strict and so costly to get a marijuana growing license, let alone a retail license. Yeah, but like it. you look at uh, at the like Northampton. What yeah. do they What do they have? Twelve? I think it's. Uh, I think it was thirteen, and they were going to try to add another one to make it fourteen. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, you couldn't have like fourteen Starbucks in a single in, in a town that yes, size. Yes, you could. Well, you don't need it. Well, how many liquor stores do you have in a town that size? Well, I don't even know if they got fourteen of them. I bet you they do. You might be right, but yeah. you know, are, are all of them uh, are all of them surviving on the same level? Probably not. There are certain neighborhoods in Northampton where people drink a lot. Yeah, well, there's certain pl- neighborhoods in Northampton where people smoke a lot of pot. Too. Well, that's the truth. Uh, I, well, we're not really done with this. Uh, thing yet they point out that it's legal in new york for adults 21 and older to possess up to three ounces of cannabis here it's only one three ounces that's a lot of weed yeah that's what i'm saying that's a ton of weed but anyway you can smoke and vape cannabis wherever smoking tobacco is allowed where i don't think that's a rule here i don't think you're allowed to smoke Uh, it outside here i honestly don't know what the law is for public use I honestly don't remember what the uh, what the stipulations are. Uh, Adam Plazik, who attended Monday's match on Court 17 with two friends from Hartford, said he smelled pot, but he didn't see anyone in the stands that could have been coming from uh, outside. He admits he partakes from time to time, but would never dream of lighting up at the U.S. Open. Yeah, I mean, it's not you're not trying to calm yourself down. I mean, you, you try to calm yourself down at a tennis event, mm-hmm. you're going to put yourself into a coma. Yeah, I uh, I don't I don't know what the what the answer is uh, on how to uh, contain people uh, like that. I mean, but the cigarette smoke was that not as bad when people were smoking outside the uh, the court then? <sighs> there was so much of it back, like in the '60s and '70s, yeah. you didn't even notice it because everybody was smoking, right? And very very few people were non-smokers. Like the non-smoking section of a plane was very very small. Yeah. But now it's everything. 
the non-smokers have, you know, have uh, have taken over the territory, kind of like a game of risk, you know, beating like a like a Marlboro in Kamchatka. Yeah, I remember the smoking section on airplanes. I do too. Back in the eighties. Yes. My sister graduated from flight attendant school, when we've had to fly to Dallas to go or Houston to go watch that. Yeah, I, I remember sitting and, in the smoking section, even though nobody, w- none of us were smoking. Yeah, and my dad would get up in the middle of the flight and walk back and smoke his Winston, and then come on back and smell like a giant ashtray with a big <laughs> cloud of smoke following him. I'm like, how is this? You're not getting. Everybody is getting this. Everybody <laughs> is breathing this in. But uh, yeah, there you go about the uh, the weed. It's it's everywhere. It's six twenty four with Bax and Nagel. Twenty six with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Um, well, uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast there. Um, real quick, uh, it, it, what the forecast he's going to give you will tell you that tonight is going to be the perfect night to be joining me at uh, Festa at Our Lady of Fatima in Ludlow. Trailer trash is going to be there. It is going to be a stone cold slap in the face gas tonight at Festa. I cannot wait. Seven to nine. I'll be out there. Please stop by and say hi. That's going to be a good time. Yeah. And by the way. I don't need all of you to bring me Bafanas. I, you know, I don't need anybody to, to well, go can't out you of their bring way. Bring a Bafana, wrap it up, and bring it back for me in the morning. The problem is, if I say, "Listen, I want, I want everybody to give me a Bafanas," I'm going to walk out of there with like, you know, sixty, seventy Bafanas. Right, and you take one and you wrap it up and you bring it in here in the morning. I'll give you some of those Ziploc freezer bags. We have some upstairs. You can all right. take some with right. you. Fair enough. Fair enough. That work? Yeah, I'm good with that. Speaking of which, you know what they have? Uh, I was just told by the owner of uh, Autumn Mist Farm. Those uh, home wrecker hot dogs are now available. No kidding. for purchase and for uh, for for like eating on the you know they they cook it up for you. How much uh, how much was the uh, the weight I of a home wrecker? Like uh, over a pound of meat. Oh jeez, I, I think it was a pound. It was a one pound hot dog. That's a big hot dog. Well, think about the ones from Costco. They're quarter pound hot dogs. So this is like uh, what four, four times more. Four of those together. Jesus, in and you can fantastic. put whatever you want on it. You can put the steak and cheese on it. You can put the chili. You can put. You'd need a substantial bun. Like a traditional hot dog bun probably wouldn't be uh, good enough. Let me see if I can pull this picture up. Because uh, I want to show you what it looks like, and I might actually have to. Show this on the uh, on the Facebook page. That's how big the thing is. Good God! So it sticks out both sides of the bun. It's very long. It's it it's yeah. I mean, you, you're right. You might need like an Italian loaf to to eat that off of. <laughs> I mean, you have to have like a good seven or eight inches of uh, of home wrecker before you even get to the bun. That's what they usually happens when they home wreck. Zing, zing zing big pow! Here we go. Let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. So a young newlywed couple wants to join a church, right? Yes. And the pastor tells them, we have special requirements for new parishioners. You must abstain from having sex for two weeks. And the couple agrees, and then they come back at the end of two weeks. And the pastor says, well, were you able to get through the two weeks without being intimate? And uh, the guy goes, Pastor, I'm afraid we were not able to go without sex for the two weeks. Uh, what happened, says the pastor. He goes, well, my wife was reaching for a can of corn on the top shelf and dropped it. And when she bent over to pick it up, I was overcome with lust and took advantage of her right there. And the pastor says, well, you understand, of course, that this means you will not be welcome in our church. And he goes, well, that's okay. 
We're not welcome back at the big Y either. She's a corn star. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. 632 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Big Y. Your family market sign up today to save with a My Big Y digital account. It's more than food. It's My Big Y. Visit your local Big Y today. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The daughter of the man involved in a suicide homicide of a grandmother and her 10-year-old granddaughter was arrested Wednesday for several charges uh, uh, of improper storage of a firearm. According to Hamden County DA spokesperson Jim Lydon, 32-year-old Monica Sanchez of Springfield has been arrested for eight charges of improper storage of a firearm and a charge of possession of a high-capacity feeding device. This comes two weeks after her boyfriend, Victor Neves, opened a fire on an unsuspected family before shooting himself. Sanchez was arraigned Wednesday afternoon in Springfield District Court and has pleaded not guilty on all charges. Her bail has been set at $40,000 cash. She's expected back in court on September 27th. Sanchez has eight firearms registered to her name, five of which could not be found and never reported stolen to police. Three, Three other firearms were found improperly stored, two located within her residence, and another improperly stored in a hidden spot in the basement of the apartment building. Gun ownership comes with immense responsibility. Needless and senseless gun violence and suicides can be reduced when people in crisis do not have access to firearms. By all indications, the carnage inflicted upon this family was preventable had proper precautions had been taken. Owners of firearms should take note that the laws that require you to properly store and secure guns at all times will be enforced. That's uh, DA Anthony Galuni. An arrest warrant was submitted on Tuesday for the arrest of Sanchez. According to Springfield Police Spokesman Ryan Walsh, officers from the Warrant Apprehension Unit, Hamden County Sheriff's and State Police arrested her around 9 a.m. Wednesday morning in Devons. On uh, August 14th, officers were called to 174 Berkshire Avenue for reports of shots fired. When they arrived, Neves was dead in the first-floor apartment. Officers also found 52-year-old Kim Fairbanks of Springfield and a, dead do- and a dog dead. Uh, three children were found inside the apartment at the time. One of the children, 10-year-old Aubriana Lynn Sarah, died mm. three days later after being shot. What a horrible story. The whole thing. Uh, Every bit of it. There have been no arrests made in connection with hazardous material that was found on the Bliss Park playground in June. 22 News contacted uh, Long Meadow Police Chief Stocks because he doesn't have a first name. Stocks? Chief Stocks. He has a first name or no? I, I, he must have a first name unless why his first they, name is why, Chief. Why do they do that? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Chief. No, that's that's my title. Yeah, yeah. I know, but you're Chief outside of your element, too. <laughs> Your officer chief yeah. stocks. For anyway, they contacted him for an update on the case that left two children having burn-like injuries after they left the park. The chemical was determined to be muriatic acid, which is a diluted solution of hydrochloric acid, and that was poured on three of the slides at the playground. During the investigation, it was discovered that the pump room in the basement of the pool building had been broken into. Two of the fences were climbed over, and a ventilation shaft was torn off. The suspects had gotten into the pool room through the ventilation shaft. The pool room contained the chemicals that were poured onto the slides. The town of Longmeadow, along with the DEP, had a specialty contractor and environmental engineering firm clean the place place and other materials, and of course it has since reopened. Uh, Detectives continue to investigate the Bliss Park vandalism. Chief Stock said he will disclose additional information as soon as it becomes available. You know, I, I... I, I mean, I hope the, that they are rightly punished. I mean, the idea that someone would do this, I mean, mm. you know, that's dangerous stuff. Yeah. And these kids are very lucky they didn't get you know, hurt more severely. 
But it's hard to find out who did it when you didn't have any surveillance cameras or anything around that area, yeah. which I thought is kind of weird in this day and age. I would, you I'd, wouldn't have, especially a pool area. Well, you remember a couple uh, years ago, uh, there was a pool out in the eastern part of the state, like a like a like a city pool, and there was a woman's body in the pool. Yeah, and no one had seen yes, it. That was yeah for a long, that. long period of time. Like I don't know, it was hours or days, yeah. but. Had there been cameras on that pool in every angle, they would have been able to see that somebody went in there. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, to me, if you got, I mean, I realize the the people of Longmeadow probably would never think something bad would happen in their town, but their right. town is really no less immune than anybody else. So yeah, you need cameras around that park. There's stuff going on in parks all over America. Get your cameras up. A uh, Sunrise, Florida man is now facing 11 charges in connection with a shooting that took place in Turner's Falls, leaving one injured. According to Mass State Police spokesperson David Procopio, law enforcement officers were actively engaged in a search operation in the vicinity of 11th Street in Turner's Falls. The operation was aimed at locating a shooting suspect who had uh, ran into a wooded area. Collaborative efforts were underway involving state police units such as the Air Wing, the K-9 teams, and tactical units in conjunction with the Montague Police. Northwestern DA's uh, office spokesperson Lori Lizelle said that the incident resulted in the injury of a 30-year-old Athol resident but is expected to recover. State police reported that at approximately 8.30 p.m. on Tuesday evening, they conducted a traffic stop on I-91 in Holyoke, resulting in the uh, arrest of the suspect Gil Vieira. Gil Vieira's legal proceedings commenced with him being arraigned on a list of charges, including assault with a dangerous weapon, uh, no FID card, uh, disorderly conduct. I'm fighting that one. <laughs> At the hearing, Assistant DA uh, Adian Lancani said uh, requested that the court held uh, Vieira without bail for 120 days based on the perceived risk he poses. Once this initial 120-day period concludes, Vieira would be required to post $100,000 cash bail for his release. Hmm. Oh, so you got to stick in here for 120 days, and you have to come up with $100,000. Well, how are you supposed to get to the $100,000 if you're being held up in the... Uh... In uh, in jail. I guess you should have thought about that before you opened fire on a guy from Athol. Yeah, well, I guess you weren't thinking, were you? All right. A much-needed veterinary emergency and specialty hospital will be opening in West Springfield soon. The emergency hospital for animals is expected to open Monday, October 2nd, and will be uh, located at 134 Capitol Drive in West Springfield. That's in the uh, like the UPS area down there. Ah, yes, yes. If you were uh, in desperate need for emergency veterinary services over the last few days, you'll learn that there are very few 24-7 locations in Western Mass available. During the pandemic, VCA Boston Road Animal Hospital in Springfield closed, leaving just one 24-hour emergency care, the hospital up in Green South, I'm sorry, South Deerfield. Yeah, I know the, I know people have had those kinds of emergencies, and it's either South Deerfield or one in Connecticut. I think the Tufts has got one by Boston. Yeah. I, I mean... In an emergency situation, you may not have the time to drive all the way up to any of those places. The uh, West Springfield location will be operated by the same group and will offer 24-7 emergency care for probably about $900 a visit. You know, they kind of got you going uh, one way or another well, with what are you the do? veterinary where, medicine. Where are you going to go? Well, that's it. It's a Saturday night. It's uh, Actually, nine hundred. If, if you can get emergency veterinary care for 900 bucks, that's like getting a discount. Because yeah. I don't think you can walk out of a vet's office without spending at least 500 bucks these days. Really? Well, I mean, I'm fudging it a little bit. But either way, I mean, they, they really, they're jacking you. 
Yeah, anytime I usually go, it's about 400 bucks, And that's just for regular yes. service. That's not a uh, thing. And then, the, you know, they have that pet insurance. But it's like, first of all, you can't get pet insurance after your pet becomes sick. I found that out. I uh, have some family that went through that. And uh, you can't insure. No pre-existing conditions? You can't have pre-existing conditions. Can the dog choose its own doctor? No, it cannot. Choose it has to be own. a network? It has to be a network. It has to be a VCA. That's the other thing, too. You can't go to, like, just any doctor with it. Mm-hmm. It's a, I don't know, it's kind of a waste of money. Yeah, you know, the last time my dog had to go to the vet for an emergency, he forgot his wallet at home and so wasn't able to pay his copay. I had to flip for that. Oh, that's, that's horrible. I know. I know. Does he do that a lot? Uh, not as often as I say, like, forget my keys inside the house. Yeah. I don't have my wallet. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that'll teach him. Yeah. Teach him to be a little more respectful to his owner. That's all right. I, I got back at him. I, I made him drink from a toilet for a full week. A uh, 30-year-old man named Rashad McGriff got arrested in Vero Beach, Florida on Tuesday after attacking his ex-girlfriend for making fun of his tiny junk. Oh, boy. She's 42, so she's 12 years older than he is. Mm-hmm. They have three kids together, so his tiny thing does work. But she's uh, sued him multiple times for not paying child support. It sounds like she intentionally tried to wind him up on Monday by texting him a photo of another man's junk and telling him his was much smaller. Well, see, now, now I hope you know that this means more. <laughs> Instead of texting her back, she says he just showed up at her house around midnight and attacked her. She had a bloody nose when the police got there. She told him he grabbed her by the neck and he punched her in the face. He was uh, already gone by then, but they tracked him down. He's now facing battery and burglary charges. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, listen, I I know in heated moments, uh, you know, nothing is off the table, but you're not going to get very far making fun of a dude's junk. No. Especially if he's insecure about, you know, what's going on over right. there. Yeah, or if you send him the, that meme with the audio behind it of Don Ho singing Tiny hey, Bubbies. <laughs> I think he's singing Bubbles. I think it, No, but I'm saying it's a parody song. Oh, I it's, see. It's, yes, it's, yes. It's, remember when uh, Don mm. Ho and uh, Weird Al uh, Yankovic uh, teamed up and they made that uh, the duet album, Tiny Peepees? I think that's... <laughs> don't, I don't remember that Tiny one. Peepees. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley <sighs> forecast today, it is uh, going to be a nice sunny dry day with a high of 75 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It's 60 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete to Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.50 and the Rolling Stones of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today, sunny and dry with a high of 75. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 77. It's 60 right now in downtown Springfield. How do you like to jam an extra thousand bucks in your pocket? Oh, God. Are you talking about from this place? Because I'm probably not going to get it. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, Keep listening for all the details. But next Tuesday with us, uh, you, me, uh, Bax and Nagel, at 8 o'clock, we're going to tell you how to win with the uh, keyword to cash. It's coming up uh, starting next week, uh, Tuesday, on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. That's going to be a fun contest we can run for eight weeks. Sure is. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to run that for a while. Yeah. Is this going to be one of those things where I have to remind you to give the keyword out every day at 810? Listen, uh, you know how I am with keys of any kind this week. So, yeah, I may need an occasional reminder. Uh, Hey, the kids are going back to UMass this Thursday. 
yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, my kids are well. One, my my youngest is going back next week. Yeah. And uh, my middle daughter who's uh, is already uh, in college now. Already gone back. School already already ready. started. I believe school and classes have already begun. Wow. Yeah. How about that? I still don't get this whole why don't we start after Labor Day thing. Well, college always started a little bit before. Usually late yeah. August is when I always went back. But, you know, like regular uh, you know, grammar school, the high school, yeah. it was always after Labor Day. And, for, and, and this is what I don't understand, you know, because it's been explained to me. Well, this is all agreements that teachers unions come together with the state and all this other stuff and they figure out what days they are. But we always got out at the same exact time every year. Unless there, always, were, unless there were snow days. Unless there were snow days, and you'd go to that June 20th or 21st. How did did they get extra holidays in between now than well, they, that they didn't get before? So what they've done is, so yeah, I mean, it's all negotiated. So they you, you have to go like 180 days. You have to make up the days you missed for cancellations. Mm-hmm. But you cannot have school extended until a certain date somewhere in july somewhere okay you can, the the union won't allow that so in order to make that happen you almost have no other choice but to start earlier than labor day to fit it all in and then to get all those right but how did those we, days how did in. we do it back in the day well you didn't have you, you still had 180 days required to be in school yeah but you didn't have the restriction on how late school could go but did school ever go past the 20th or 21st? Rarely. Yeah, that's Rarely. what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I don't remember going to school in July. No, no. And I, but Rudy, I, you like school in July. No, no class. class. Yeah. But I remember more snow days back when I was a kid than we ever have now. Yeah. You know, like maybe get like one or two uh, or, or uh, at the most. Well, see, we had uh, last year, we had we had snow days that we didn't even need snow days for. And then we didn't get out until the kids didn't get out until the 22nd yeah, of June, which is late. It's the worst feeling in the world for a kid yeah. to have to end their summer, go back to school, you know, wearing their brand new tough skins and you know uh, their health tech long knit uh, turtleneck shirts. I saw all the uh, folks posting pictures of their kids going back to school yesterday for the first time. Yeah. You know, and uh, oh, look, they're going into this grade, that grade. Yeah. Not one picture of a parent getting like crap based on a couch going, school's back in session, bitches. I used to love those, uh, what was it? Staples and things ran those commercials, yeah. like like those the back to school shopping, and yeah. you see a guy like you you dancing in the car. It's the most wonderful yeah, yeah, time yeah. of the year. It's like well, yeah, like thank God summer's done and the kid goes back. Well, it's not it's not that I I I, I uh, obviously I adore my children, but but it's that structure. Like you need that structure during the day. You need to, you need some place for them to go. Yeah, and uh, and realize that uh, you can't just sit around the house all day doing nothing. Even though that's what I do when I'm home, I think when you're uh, when you're in high school, the idea is well, maybe your kid gets a job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's it's crazy talk, but yeah, the olden days—that's what your parents kind of expected you to do was get, get a, a job. job. Yeah, you know, prior to being in high school, you know, my town had like a summer athletic program. Yeah, that that every kid signed up for. So for like I don't know, like six to like six weeks, I think it was for six weeks. You know, your kids are busy from like 9 a.m. to like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Simple. Your kids are busy. Yeah. You got all that time to your, as a parent, you got all that time to yourself. You could, you know, work in the morning, whatever. And then the kid was uh, perfectly fine. But as soon as they're in high school, 
Well, that that, that wasn't uh, that wasn't going to fly. Yeah, there's no more option for the older kids. Yeah, so now they have to do things around the house, and no kid wants to do any of that. I didn't. Uh, my kids don't even want to do that on a regular basis. I know. Let alone uh, being forced to because you're home all day. I try to think of what did I do during my summer vacations when I was in high school, and I'll be damned if I can even think of one good summer vacation <laughs> after my I... freshman year. We didn't go on a lot of trips. Like, we didn't, uh, That that's like one thing that I, you know how, like, if something you didn't have as a kid, you kind of want it for your kids? Right. So I, t- I try to take my kids on, like, trips all the time, even if it's just like a day trip somewhere. I yeah. just, I like spending time with them, and uh, we have a good time, and it's always cool seeing some, you know, weird, wacky thing we haven't seen before. But uh, we didn't do that when I was a kid, and most of the time I was home kind of doing nothing there was a like you said the, up until a certain age there yeah. was a rec program in town but once you turned 13 that was over with. the the last year that i was able to do something during the summer was the it was like right after my freshman year in, in <laughs> high school because they there was a program that they used to run out of bridgewater state and it was called uh, pcc it was like project contemporary competitiveness but anyway basically what you did was your kid would go away for the from Monday through Friday. They'd stay in the dorm uh, in the dorms at at Bridgewater. They'd yeah. take two classes and then they'd screw around for the rest of the day. It was a blast. It That's was all the way to do it, and it was all kids from like uh, like uh, the South Shore of uh, you know in in, in yeah. the state, all South Shore from Middleborough, Rockland, you know, uh, Bridgewater, East Bridgewater, Abington. All those towns were were included in it and Rehoboth was was part of it. So it's like that was a cool that was a cool yeah, you summer. Got, you got to meet other people that you wouldn't have normally met. But from nineteen eighty two to nineteen eighty four, it wasn't a whole hell of a lot going on. What did you do? Do you remember? I believe it was somewhere between nothing and almost nothing. See I was in uh, I was in football and it would start that in like August. Oh, geez, so yeah. you'd have practice most of the days. In the yeah. hottest time of the yeah. year. And I went to, I think I went to summer camp when I was probably 13 or 14. I think the last year I went when I was 14 was like a Boy Scout camp. Yeah. And then uh, then you get bored with that. You don't want to do that anymore because you're a teenager in this. You want to go to a camp for oh, two God. weeks? Not at that age. God. Please. No. All you want to do is see a girl naked. That's right. That's it. Yeah. And you, can't you see fail. That. You can't see that at a Boy Scout camp. No, you can't. But you can see something pretty damn close. <laughs> Going up next hour, we're going to talk to Philly Ocean. He is the lead singer of the band Yachtly Crew. Yeah. It's fantastic. And he's coming up next to Rock 102. Now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember just 24 hours ago when everybody in the six-state region of New England was suddenly transfixed over the Patriots' sudden lack of backup quarterbacks? In the entire history of the National Football League, never have people lost their minds, sleep, and their crap like they have since the Patriots cut both backups, Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham. And yet, there was only one lone voice on the radio yesterday telling you to relax, that the Patriots have got this whole thing under control. And that guy might have been me. Yesterday, following a brief period of complete pandemonium, the Patriots allowed both Zappi and Malik Cunningham to clear waivers, at which point they re-signed both those guys and immediately assigned them to the practice squad. Now, you might think, okay, that means what now? 
Well, in short, that means the Patriots are showing a good deal of confidence in the progression of Mac Jones. Secondly, putting Zappi and Cunningham on the practice squad allowed them to get down to the required 53-man roster and still keep other guys who might be needed at a later time. It's like having a 53-man roster, but then stashing away another 16 guys that nobody has to know about. Two of those guys happen to be a couple quarterbacks, and those guys are Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham. Do you see how this works out? And here you are thinking that the Patriots are being run by a couple of idiots. Bill Belichick knows what he's doing, and Mr. Kraft knows what he's doing by letting Bill Belichick do what he's doing, even when it appears to make no sense. He eventually makes sense, which makes a lot of sense. Sure, going into a football season with only your starting quarterback appears to be totally idiotic. But put those two guys in the practice squad and I can keep more, like two more linemen on the 53-man roster. Or a couple of receivers or some extra linebackers. Whatever it might be. This isn't the work of someone who's lost their mind. This is the work of someone who knows how this stuff works. And clearly, he knows how this stuff works a little bit better than all the rest of us. So settle down and let the man work. But hey, never mind yappin's what's brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Paint and stains come in cans. Know-how and good service come in person. That's why you go to Rocky's for paints and stains. Good people, paint people, and rock-solid service. In the paint department and every department at your local radio, Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. No, no, that is not the 1979 Christopher Cross Classic Ride Like the Wind. No, it's the remade version by Yachtly Crew. I was so close to hitting the post Yeah, you were so good. Yeah, I screwed it up. Let me tell you something. Uh, the band Yachtly Crew is a group of musicians that are simply uh, breathtakingly talented. They got a brand new EP out called Seize the Day, S-E-A-S, The Day. And it con- it contains eight great classics like the Lido Shuffle and How Long from Ace and uh, Steal oh. Away from Robbie Dupree. You're making my heart melt. Right? Yeah. Am my, I right? And my soul so smooth, silky smooth. <laughs> On the phone with us yeah. is uh, the lead singer of Yachtly Crew. It's uh, Philly Ocean. Good morning. This is Philly Ocean from Yachtly Crew. Philly Ocean. It's Bax and Nagel. How are you, sir? What's up, guys? I'm doing great. How are you? Listen, I don't know who you had to grease up to get Mario Lopez for your Sex on the Beach video. (laughs) Well, I can't reveal all our secrets. Look at that. Look at that flex, my friend. How did you peel him away from his very busy schedule? You know what? Listen, we have been doing this since 2017. Mario came to see us when we had a residency at the Viper Room in Los Angeles mm-hmm. for about a year and a half. And he became a huge fan and a great friend. And he's really he's really gone out of his way to be good to us and help us out. And when he heard we were making a music video, he just he offered it. He said, you know what? If you want me to be in your music video, just you just tell me when and where, and I'll be there. You know, and he showed up, and he's an awesome guy. That is that is a, that is a beautiful story, uh, Philly. But you know, uh, I, as I'm listening to the EP, I'm thinking, you know, it doesn't matter who's following you around, what kind of celebrities are uh, are getting on the Yachtly Crew bandwagon. This thing is jam packed <laughs> with so many glorious yacht rock hits. I hardly know where to start. 
the Lido Shuffle, yeah, How Deep Is Your Love, Steal Away From Robbie Dupree. We could go on, on, on and on about how you settled on those six songs to, to put out on this brand new EP. It was not easy. I mean, we honestly, we're going to be putting out more and more and more, but coming up with the the six songs on the first record that we were going to put out was no easy task. And it took us almost six months to really decide <laughs> on those songs. But we, I'm embarrassed to say, <laughs> but we, we wanted it to be a high energy uh, EP because that's kind of what we do. And that's, that's what we um, bring to our live shows. So we had to find a way to put on the album the same energy that people get when, when they come see us in person. And, um, and so Lido Shuffle had to be on there. Ride Like the Wind had to be on there. And then, you know, then we can kind of dive more into like the smooth bass line on how long oh, and yeah. the, the harmonies on how deep is your love and, and of course, Steal Away. And that, that song is actually probably one of my favorites on the album because the production that our producer, uh, Chris Lord Algae, uh, did on that song. I mean, there's some really beautiful elements that uh, we brought to it, and I'm just really proud of the album as a whole. Yeah, you're, you're talking about your live show. Unfortunately, we missed you uh, when you were in Massachusetts over the summer in Ju- uh, late July. But you guys yep. throughout 2023 have had this residency in Las Vegas, which is is oh, yeah. pretty cool. Tell me about that. Yeah, so this is so funny. The the general manager of Palm Casino Resort, where we've had this residency saw us during COVID when we were doing drive-in concerts. Did you guys have drive-in concerts back there? Sure we did. Yeah, we did. Yep. Yeah. So we played a ton of those, and she happened to come see one of our shows in Ventura, California, and bookmarked in the back of her brain, like, I'm bringing these guys to the Palms when we reopen. And as soon as they reopened, we got a call. And we've been playing that residency out there this entire year, and it's been so much fun. I mean, over the summer, they brought us out to the pool, but the rest of the time we're in this venue called Chaos, and it is one of the coolest venues we have ever played. I mean, there's about 400 TV uh, TVs all around the room on the ceiling that are just blasting graphics and integrated with the show, and it's it's absolutely amazing. I yeah. love playing there. Yeah, we were watching a, a video earlier of uh, of the of the live performance of a, of a Toto song. I think it was uh, Africa. Uh, you guys played. Yes. And uh, you know, I mean, for anyone thinks, well, you know, how how great could this possibly be live? It sounded amazing. It wasn't just it wasn't just <laughs> a it wasn't like a gag or or a joke or anything. Like this band can really play, and you know. I mean, Toto is okay, but when Yachtly Crew gets a hold of it, it yeah. just blows the whole damn thing up. Uh, you're too kind. You know, that, that's one of the things. Playing this music, uh, it has such a high bar already. I mean, these truly are like the greatest musicians, singers, guitar players of, I think, 100 years. I mean, the, the quality of their musicianship is unmatched. And so we knew that we had a tall order when we started doing this that we were really, really, really going to have to play this music for real and nail it because anything less, it's like, it's going to leave people going, why am I going to go see this band? I can just listen to the record if you're not that good. And I got to give it to you, man. Everybody in the band, they're incredible musicians. They're incredibly humble and they're dedicated to playing the best show they've ever played every single time they take the stage. It's, it's incredible. What What is your song, personally, the, uh, your favorite that you like uh, to play? 
I got two that I love to sing, and one is Heart to Heart by Kenny Loggins. Mm. Um, just because Kenny, his voice is just, it, I've always admired him. He's just absolutely incredible. The other one is Fooled Around and Fell in Love. Oh, oh I love that, that Elvin love Bishop. Elvin Bishop, oh, fantastic. Yes. And, and that, that one's just so fun because it has kind of this like bluesy undertone to it. And I can just really, I can really lean into some areas of my voice that I, that I don't do in other songs. And I absolutely love that song. You know, I got to tell you, we were listening to that boss, uh, you know, the, the boss gags Lido shuffle? shuffle that you guys did. Yeah. And your version sounds better to be honest with oh, you. Oh man. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's one of the things we've been playing this music, like, you know, four times a week for six years. Yeah. And we, we absolutely stick to what the original artists bring to it, but also over time it's, you know, we've, we've added our own little flair and that's one of the things I mean, Tommy Bowie, who's our lead guitar player, he does some things on that. But he's got these little riffs that he throws in there throughout Lido Shuffle and a couple of the other songs as well. And it just adds this new life to the song. And it's so cool. So we've, I'm glad you like that song, too, because that's probably one of my favorites on the, on the whole album. Yeah, it's a, it's a six-song EP. And obviously, uh, again, uh, Philly Ocean from Yali Crew on the phone with us. You know, obviously, there's, there's more music coming. And, and and when I'm thinking of you know what oh, yeah. what, what would be next, I mean I'm thinking you know, player Ambrosia, the Atlantic Rhythm section, yeah. uh, you know, maybe even mm-hmm. maybe uh, you know more Boz Skaggs, uh, you know there's there's so much to choose Definitely. from in this and, and and Steely Dan too. Yeah, well you know yeah I guess you know Steely Dan to me seems a little too still classic Rocky, uh, but yeah I totally understand there are some songs that definitely are the on the yacht rock uh, thing, but exactly. like, but man, like the you know, Orleans or the Little River Band, you could go on yep. for virtually. I mean, I would think like a show from Yachtly Rock could easily pass for six or seven hours long. It could. I mean, we have over 115 songs in our repertoire, and we play <laughs> anywhere from 40, like 35 to 40 songs per show. We wow. play almost two hour show every wow. single time. And, and so we actually mix it up. You know, no show is exactly the same. We play a different show, especially in Vegas when we're playing two nights in a row for like a sit down. They're different shows each night. It, it, and you know, we definitely have our cores, you know, the core songs that people come to hear that we play. But it's always something different. Now, is there a uh, like a show stopper that you guys do that, you know, every night just gets you know, the, the, the people off their feet? Oh, yeah. Well, I would say Africa is definitely one of them. Yep. Ride Like the Wind is one of them. Ooh, Christopher um, And <clears throat> every once in a while, and this is where, you know, we kind of, we'll, we'll tiptoe. We'll just flirt with the Yacht Rock genre a little bit. We might just delve a little bit outside, but every once in a while, we'll play Hotel California, mm-hmm. and it brings the place down. Oh, I, I mean, people imagine. lose their minds as soon as they hear that I song. Can't, I, I can't even imagine. I cannot even imagine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if I could suggest maybe some Al Jarreau for the next album. Yeah, Al Jarreau is good. But you know, oh, we love Al Jarreau. Yeah. But you know what a band? Absolutely. Bill, Bill Withers, love it. I'll, oh, I'll tell you a band, though, uh, Philly, that I think gets absolutely no respect and demands a l- little bit of attention. Someone needs to caress the deep canon of genius of Pablo Cruz. Am I wrong about that? Oh, dude, we do Pablo Cruz. Yeah. Which oh, ones? Which and ones? I love Pablo Cruz. Um, well, we do Love Will Find a Way. Oh, that's, uh, that's probably the, the, the most prominent one in the yacht rock genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so that, and, and that one's got such a good groove, too, you know, and, and a great message, too.
a great message. You got to love that. I've always felt so. I'm totally with you. Totally with you. The name of the new EP is called Seize the Day Yachtly Crew. Uh, and of course, uh, they are uh, going to be at the, uh, the Palms in Las Vegas there with their residency for a couple more shows this year. Uh, if Philly ocean, it is a delight to talk to you today. Yeah. Thank you. It's an honor. You guys, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. And we'll see you real soon. <laughs> All right. You see ya. Philly ocean from Yachtly crew <laughs> with Bax and Nagel and rock auto two rock one Oh two Springfield's classic rock at seven twenty seven and ZZ top with Bax and Nagel and rock one Oh two. Uh, well, Dan Brown can give you the, uh, the forecast there. It's actually going to be a nice weekend. Labor Day weekend. I'm uh, I'm always looking forward to a three-day weekend. Right. Very excited about that. Well, you're kicking off the four-day weekend with Festa tonight. Festa tonight. I uh, Listen, uh, I'm I'm so jacked up about it, I don't even know where to begin. And then Aquanet tomorrow. Aquanet. At uh, MGM. I believe it's pronounced Aquanet. I don't know. Sierra yeah. Speller seems to think it's different on well, uh, 22 News. And uh, she also said uh, about Brian Damage as well, I believe. Um, uh, did you uh, remember the, uh, the old rumors of John Bon Jovi living in East Long Meadow? Yes, I remember uh, dating a girl who uh, her and her sister drove me around to see if we could find his house, and mm. we could not. Have you ever been on the Facebook page, John Bon Jovi in East Long Meadow? No. Well, I, listen, I don't know, uh, you know, those, you know. We all thought those were just like unfounded rumors. Yeah. That uh, you know that he lived in East Long Meadow, you know, getting uh, the French toast at Ramitos when that place was still open. Yeah. Well, there's all kinds of pictures being posted on this Facebook page. You know, John Bon Jovi playing uh, his guitar at the Rotary. There's a picture of uh, of of the two of us with John Bon Jovi at Shaker Bowl. The two of us? Uh, yeah, you, me, Bon Jovi, splitting a bunch of uh, wait, Dunkin' Donuts wait, stuff. Wait, wait, wait. What is this thing called? John Bon Jovi in East Longmeadow. He's outside the uh, the ice cream shop on uh, on Maple Street. He's uh, he's by the Tudor House liquor store. He's you know, walking through the parking lot across from uh, the Starbucks. Well, who gave him permission to hey, use us as a prop for his uh, thing? There's no permission. You remember we were hanging out to play no. a few frames of John uh, Bon Jovi? And- I don't remember John Bon Jovi coming up and uh, saying, hey, can I put your uh, po- picture up on social media? He's uh, he's playing at the East Longmeadow Concert Series. He's even at MGM with Marty. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's all he's all over the place. Who created this, by the way? Well, I would assume uh, John Bon Jovi and maybe some friends. Maybe Richie Zambora. Maybe because <laughs> Richie's got lots of he's time got in his hands. Better to do. Yeah, he's, uh, he's doing that. Did you did you see the how well the picture came out of the three of us? Uh, I'm looking at this now. He's uh... yeah. You're you're holding your iced coffee and a sandwich. I'm holding a uh, uh, one of them uh, the, them stuffed <laughs> bagels and uh, or a hot coffee. And uh, John is playing. You know, on the uh, on the bowling lanes. <clears throat> so somebody used our Duncan picture and superimposed it in the bowling alley. I don't think so. I think that's. Uh, I think we were there and John was playing. I believe he was playing uh, 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 Runaway. Bon Jovi uh, bowled a one forty that day. Yeah, he's uh, you know he's had better days, but he also had his own shoes. Ah, uh, well, that's a that's a little interesting project yeah. for somebody. Yeah, I, well, I don't think it's a project. I think this guy is, uh, just happens to be I, at the I right place remember, at the right time. I don't remember being at the bowling. I don't think I've ever st- set foot in that bowling alley. You've ever. Ne- you've never been to Shaker Bowl? I've never been to Shaker Bowl. How have you worked? Is that what it looks like inside? That's definitely Shaker. How yeah. have you 
How have you worked here for 18 years as of yesterday yeah. and not have been at Shaker Bowl? Well, that one time that that one manager said, hey, let's uh, let's increase morale around here and have a bowling lunch, I opted not to go that day. And I thought, that was at Shaker Bowl. Wasn't his option, too, to uh, go uh, paintballing? I think paintball. Was that, was that the other one? I think when we all said no to paintball, he then resorted to bowling. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, the bowling was was the second option. Yeah, and then uh, he wound up going with option three, which was body shots. Yeah, well, off, I was... off himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven thirty one with Bax and Dangle on Rock One Hundred Two. Here's your Western Mass news. Let's see. 734 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Uh, keep your cool sparkling all summer long with free water testing. 730 Union Street in West Springfield. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, today is National Overdose Awareness Day. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, no, actually, today is a good day to be aware of it. Uh, and we will have some. We'll be talking with somebody uh, coming in here from Mira Vista coming up next hour about that. But the first over-the-counter opioid overdose antidote is expected to hit shelves uh, next week. Emergent Biosolutions, the manufacturer of Narcan, says the medicine will have a suggested retail price of $45 per carton. Each carton includes two doses of the nasal spray. It'll be available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, Walmart, and CVS. The FDA-approved Narcan is an over-the-counter drug in March in response to the national opioid overdose crisis. I, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I understand kind of both arguments. I, I you, know, it, you know, to me, I, I understand why some people might think that it, uh, you know, it justifies continued abuse of that drug. That's kind of where I was thinking about that. But it's keeping people alive. Many people that could go on to recover from from abuse, and I think some people who have had that that situation where they have overdosed on something, but then found that moment to be the time they turn their lives around. Might not have happened had it not been for the readily available Narcan. But how, it, how it, many times is uh, too many times well, to do that to yourself? That's why it's such yeah. a complicated issue because yeah. there is no there is no cookie cutter answers right. here. Every every individual is is different. Uh, Springfield police arrested a man on a gun and drug related charges on Tuesday. Afternoon. afternoon around uh actually it was the evening 7 p.m officers conducted a traffic stop on uh, belmont avenue when they reportedly saw a car with excessive tint they also smelt a strong odor of marijuana and then saw a half burnt blunt they uh, oh they saw all of that well was it uh, still smoldering must have been uh that's when the driver identified as 24 year old hassad saez of springfield began resisting arrest and took off on foot. After a short pursuit, they took Saez into custody. During a further search of the car, officers also located a loaded gun. Saez has been charged with carrying a loaded firearm without a license, failure to stop for police, resisting arrest, operating under the influence, and window obstruction. That's the one he's fighting. The window obstruction. Can I ask a dumb question? You ask all dumb questions, but go ahead. I don't know what makes Uh, this Well, this this one's maybe dumb because I just don't know. Um, if there are laws that dictate how much a window can be yeah. tinted, yeah, why is anyone tinting it beyond that? And I'm talking about the the installers of window tinting. Yeah, why, I don't, why would they do that if it's illegal? I'm pretty sure that uh, it's not illegal for them to put that tint on there. 
and I'm pretty sure that they tell you, hey, you know what? This is uh, this is beyond regulation, but the customer says go ahead and do it anyway. It's not the window guy's responsibility. <clears throat> is it? Is it? Well, I don't know. I mean, if it's a uh, if it's illegal to have, then it maybe shouldn't be allowed to be applied. No, because there's plenty of tint that isn't illegal, and those. Uh, those well, that's fine. Yeah, but the person installing the tint or tinting the windows should know that and say, I'm sorry, I can only do it to no, this amount. No, window tint guy is going to take your money. He's not, he doesn't care. That's up to you what you put on I, your own car. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just uh, uh, too moral. Maybe I'm uh, too righteous. But to me, if, I, if I've got a window tinting business, which I do not, you know, I would uh, want to be compliant with the law. That's just me. Well, that's why you always befriend. This is part of the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Always pref- uh, befriend a local police officer who has one of those tint gauges. Yes, he can tell you whether or not before you do anything illegal, uh, he can tell you whether or not that tint is up to par. Mm. Okay, well, yeah, that would be a good idea. I actually wouldn't mind having the dark tinted window law around here. They do. They, see, that's the other thing. They do it in Connecticut. It's legal there. Yeah, but it's not legal here. It's a certain threshold. There's like a there's a gauge that they have that they tell how mm. far they can see through the window. Oh, uh, Marty is at the door. He wants oh, you to let him in. There he the is. Yeah. yeah, there he is. Okay. Oh, okay. No, he doesn't have a key. He's not technically an employee. Well, you wouldn't know it with his hours. <sighs> anyway, he's on his way here. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. We, just, we need an extra person in here this morning. I'm on a lull. I'm tired for some reason. What are you dragging for? I have no idea. I went to bed at like seven o'clock last night or seven thirty. Really? And I'm uh, I'm still dragging. Hmm. You know, I, it happens. It it uh, it happens, and yet uh, everyone thinks, well, we're just going to be operating at a very high level. If only you people knew. Only you people knew. If only. Uh. A member of the, uh, you can come in here, Marty. You don't have to hide, Marty. It's okay. Hey, everybody, it's comedian Marty Caproni. (laughs) Hey, uh, I smell a buffet and a comedy show tonight. Is that that, uh, that going on? It is. It is. It's funny you should mention it. Well, welcome back to the studio. (laughs) Thanks for having me. It's been so long since the last time you were here. I know, you guys. It's, It's almost like I feel like I don't know who you are. You had you didn't know who we are from yeah. yesterday. You had yeah. to come back in here. Absence okay. makes the heart grow flatter. I think um, <laughs> we are. We we did decide we're going to do a video though uh, at the Big E on. Uh, on yeah, we're going to make it happen. Uh, Tuesday the nineteenth, we'll be down there uh, trying all kinds of foods and on the company dime. Because you better believe you, I'm getting receipts for all that stuff. Wait a minute. Sure. I didn't realize we were going to do this on the company dime. Why yeah. not? Yeah. All That's right. why you should what? get whatever you want. Because I was already starting to you know, accumulate some uh, some mad money to go down there. Yeah, we don't have very much money, but we can we can squeeze by. We uh, can we can order one or two items from the budget they give us. <laughs> I think we just, I think, we, you know, it's better to, uh, what do they say, ask forgiveness than to seek uh, approval? I think we we just everything to the company, yeah. you know. Yeah. What I mean? we, we go we, see the world's biggest pig. We, uh, you know, we really do it up. I think we probably should uh, <clears throat> map out where we want to go. Oh, this has got to be strategic. And we got to try the pickle donut. We got to try the uh, pickle donut. Yeah, there's a pickle donut this year. Oh man, Oof, my stomach just turned just thinking about that. Pickle everything. Yeah, no, we we, pickle everything. The, the pickle lemonade. We got to try all that stuff. Pickle lemonade. I saw, so I found somebody sent me this uh, this video yesterday. It was this TikTok video. Of this guy who basically pickles everything in vodka, and he tried uh, one of those. Oh those, yeah, I've seen those that guy. Pepper chips. 
he did. Long-haired uh, guy? Yeah, long-haired yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. It's actually very interesting uh, of what he, he is He pickling. pickles something for yeah. 30 days or unless something crazy happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or a week. I think it, it depends on what it is. Yeah. I saw a pickle martini the other day. Ah, that's not martini bad. Martini with pickle juice, and then like the the it was like one of those sliced pickles, like those uh, you know lengthwise, like the Vlasic deli cut pickles. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was like on the little toothpick sitting in the drink as oh, the that's uh, accoutrement. Wow, that's very yeah. cute. Do you ever yeah. have it with uh, with capers? A martini? Yeah, it's caper juice. It's the same thing. It's really? the same thing as using same the, brine. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that sounds gross. I I didn't even have like an actual full martini until I was, I don't. I must have been forty. When I had my first martini. When you, when you became more sophisticated. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I had all the other ones. You know, like, wow. I had like apple t- apple titties and... Red Bulls uh, and vodka. Yes. Yeah, so much. Totally. And, uh, I started drinking those when I was like 19. Yeah, well, that's, you know, well, you're, you're a sophisticated was, guy. There was, a, there was like a bar in a, in a shopping mall that used to have like two for like a two for one happy hour. You buy two drinks, you, you get happy hour nachos for free. Oh, well. Maybe. So then you saw so that. I said, well, then, listen, I'm going to... It's only for like an hour and a half. You know, let's make it worth a while. So I'd get like two vodka martinis with extra olives because then it's a drink and a snack. And yeah. Right. So. Hold you over for the nachos. Yeah. So you, you order a couple of rounds of that. You're walking out of there after like four martinis and a whole bunch of nachos. Uh, and we can hang out with the uh, the dudes. Do you ever have the blue cheese stuffed uh, olives? Those are so good. Those are delicious. Yeah. In like a martini that. though? Yeah. Why not? Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, you guys. Well, now we got another thing. Can, can we? Because there's a V1 tent there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, there maybe is. The, yeah. Maybe the company will rig up some uh, martinis for us. I think we should get the, uh, Paul could help us out there. Oh yeah, Paul will take care of course. Of us. We can't oh, talk yeah. about it because the because then Gene Cassidy will be there with a money bag going. Okay, <laughs> where's my portion? We'll cut <laughs> where's cut of my our portion? Free martinis. Yeah, I, uh, you can't just have a free martini. I have to have uh, at least fifty eight percent of that. You know, I've only seen him like walking around the Biggie Fairgrounds only like a, a couple of times over the years. Yeah. But he didn't have what I expected him to have, like a like a change belt, so he could like you know break dollar your twenty dollar yeah, bills. Yeah, he's done. You know? Well, there's plenty of leather shops you can buy a brand new leather wallet right there. Maybe in the Cowboy Western. So we got Gene, yeah. uh, Gene Cassidy with a cowboy hat on. I think that that would work. With we him. we got to try some cowboy hats and yeah. do that uh, that three amigos thing. Do you think they'll let us do uh, BYOE? Bring your own what? Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> If you pay yeah. for its admission, they'll let you in. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, if you got 20 bucks, they'll let anybody in. It's gone up this year. <laughs> Have you seen the people that go there? It's, there's quite a few elephants that herd through the gate on a daily basis. You did want to see the pigs. Yeah. You know, that's what they should do at the Big E. They should do some form of a fitness pageant that's also yeah. an eating contest. Yes. You know what I mean? You know how you see those girls in the bikinis and they're all ripped up and they're dancing around? Just yeah. make, But now make them eat cream puffs while they're doing it. I think that's a good idea. I yeah. think we could. I think we might be onto something. That you is know. the sexiest thing I've ever heard you say. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Don't check my Google history. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> a uh, member of the Bristol Rotary Club in Connecticut and Farmers Market came under fire, accused of making some disturbing and racially charged comments on his Facebook page. Freedom of speech is a big thing, but how far does it go before you're hurting somebody? Said Brianna Schlosser of Bristol. Bristol Mayor Jeff Cagliano posted a video update on his Facebook page to, uh, Tuesday night. He references a racist hate group who stood in Bristol earlier this month holding a sign that said, Keep Connecticut White. Ooh, yeah. that's, uh, did, that's not going to go well. Did you guys know that Connecticut actually was the like the head of the Ku Klux Klan? 
I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, those groups had to start somewhere. Yeah, it was I, my cousin was a Connecticut State Trooper, and he told me I think it was like, I'm, and I'm you know, my apologies if anyone's listening there, but I think it was Wallingford, Connecticut, was where like it was centered. Hmm. My cousin was a state trooper, and they were doing one of those protests, and the state police had to stand there to make sure the counter protesters weren't yeah. a problem. And one of his best friends, who's a cop, was black, and so he had to stand there and defend. The KKK in Wallingford while they were doing that protest. Yeah, but that's what uh, I mean. Uh, and that's what he it's said. He freedom goes freedom of speech. That's what he said. That's what they're there to protect. Yeah. And whether or not you agree with it or not, right? Uh, that's as long as it's not inciting or hateful yeah. or whatever they say. You know. Well, the group took a photo while holding the sign. The photo has been circulating around social media for around two weeks. On the heels of those actions, a community figurehead, Jim Albert, posted his own contentious comments on Facebook. As a direct result of the alleged event, it has come to our attention there were divisive comments also from a Rotary member involved, also involved with the farmer's market. <laughs> you, you, took the, you have the, the easiest job. You're the, the head of the Rotary <laughs> and the farmer's market, and you've, got, you've gotten shunned because you made racist comments on Facebook. <laughs> What is going on in Bristol? I don't know. You work your entire entire life to get to that point. He's now facing consequences. The statement was very disturbing to me personally, and after discussing the incident with uh, the Rotarians, uh, Jim Albert has resigned from the Rotary Club and will not be associated with the farmer's market moving forward. Well, thank God our national Connecticut nightmare is over. I mean, was the racism organic? That's really really where it came from. (laughs) Well, just just out of curiosity, you mentioned Wallingford and and white supremacists, and uh, there is a very long history of white supremacy in Wallingford. You know, the more you know. The more you know. That's a little A little dumb fact. You know, there's a great roast beef sandwich place down there. In, Where? In uh, I think it's Wallingford. Uh, are you talking about roast beef or are you talking about the steamed hamburgers? You ever have those? Uh, is that no. like the Lewis Lunch? Where is that? Yeah, well, Lewis Lunch is in New Haven, but there's right, another right, right. one in Wallingford or Meriden, and it's uh, it's a steamed hamburger, and I can't think of the name of it now. Uh, Vinny's Deli, the king of roast beef. I've been to the. Me and Barry Krieger went down there a couple of years ago. It was your nickname in high school, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. King of roast beef. All right. <laughs> Seem to have lost that invitation in the mail. Yeah. You know what? I, I've invited you to many things, and Dude, uh, you, you always inv- say, and you and you always say no. So I stopped asking you. And I, that, that's been going on for years. Never got an invitation to go to Vinny's Deli. Well, it was during the pandemic, and uh, oh, well, who's I was available that? during the pandemic. But Barry and I both had to wear masks in the car. I would have worn a mask in the car, and his dog had to wear a mask too. Did I'm you? not going to. Bo- I'm not going to Vinny's with a dog. <laughs> Did you guys work during the pandemic uh, in the same studio? No, I sat in this room behind us here, and, and uh, I sat here. Yeah. Oh man. And then that other guy was down the hall. Who was the other guy? Well, he was also uh, at home for a while too. <laughs> yeah, he was at home for a while. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The survey says? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no Different guy. No, don't oh, know what you're talking yeah. about. All right. Yeah, that was the uh, pandemic. Uh, we, we all had to be in separate places. That's really weird. You know, it, believe it or not, Marty, get a little of this. For a while, yeah. we were considered to be essential personnel. And, and we also got these letters from Homeland Security. So if, the, if we ever had to shut down yeah. a martial law... You we could, could have this in our car and, drive, and show yeah. it to state marshals and say, no, nope, we're, uh, we're, yeah. we, I have to get in. Someone's got to play this Skinner <laughs> save the country. Yeah, who's going to do this Green Day song for the 15th time for the day? <laughs> Not us. I, re- I, you know, my first experience with that was uh, when you were out, the first time I was filling in, 
um, we had a real bad snowstorm. You remember? Yeah. And they were like, no one on the roads, no one on the roads, and and here are Nagel and I driving into work like two dummies. And uh, I was like, I guess I have to go yeah, to work yeah, to tell everybody yeah. not to go to work. That's exactly uh, what the uh, the details you're, of this job are. You're finally yeah. starting to understand radio. I'm figuring it out yeah. one step Look at, at you. <laughs> You could be uh, head of the class at the uh, <laughs> Connecticut School of Broadcast. Oh, uh, yeah. You're a uh, pioneer. You know, with their post in Wallingford. <laughs> <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 75. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It's 61 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. When you get your home internet. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 756 and Journey. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 75. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It is 61 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Marty Caproni is in the studio. Before we get to talking to you, I have to mention that uh, if you want to get a, your hands around an extra 1000 bucks, listen next Tuesday with us, Bax and Nagel. We'll tell you how you can uh, how you might be able to win uh, on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Anyway, there's comedy shows all over the place. Oh, like crazy. Like crazy. Uh... But this weekend, uh, I need the listeners to turn out um, down at Mohegan Sun. And I just listened to you do the weather, telling it that everything is going to be great, which, of course, terrifies me because I don't know who's going to go to the casino if the weather's nice. But maybe on the way back from the beach or wherever, you know. Hey, you stop right in there and yeah. then, uh, you go, for it, go through it that way. So I'll be at Comics at Mohegan Sun, one show Thursday, which is tonight, one show Friday tomorrow, two shows Saturday. There's a six and an eight on Saturday, so if you're going to – there's some show in the arena or whatever. I think it's Jeff Dunham, the guy with the puppets. Oh, there you, you go. Can, you can and come. then you can go and see you and do real comedy. You, well, no, I'll put a sock on my hand if it means you guys to show up. <laughs> hey, you guys, this is crazy, right? Hey, it's Marty Caproni. <laughs> nice to see you, everybody. So until, he makes like 30 or $40 million a year. Yeah, I know. In a residency. Yeah. I was like, I would do that. I would do that all day. The day he decided to put a jalapeno on a stick, he's probably thinking, this is at least worth $10 million. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's a, uh, good, uh, that's a good take. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. You think I'm hacky? Uh, let me buy the house around your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. I'll turn it into a <laughs> landfill. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing that. Then, uh, of course, Thursday night, for those of you who are adverse to leaving Western Mass today, um, as always, at Thursday at Loft, there is uh, the uh, the show. It's it's not online. You just got to show up. It is, uh, it's the dinner show. It's $20 at the door. You get a buffet dinner and a comedy show. Wow, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you explained to everybody yeah. that that exists <laughs> yeah. in the area. Yeah, I know. It's it's like a little best-kept secret that's only been broadcast yeah. a hundred million times. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got uh, at Loft, not uh, this weekend, but but next weekend, another uh, a real big show. Kyle Dunnigan. Yeah, yeah it's he's a real there for one. four shows. And get your tickets for that now. Uh, it's going to be upstairs, so you're going to see him in an intimate environment. It's going to be a full show with audio, visual, accoutrement. He's got uh, there'll be a piano there that he's going to play. He does like funny songs, everything. It's it's that's going to be. Is this the house piano? Is this the one that you had to push up the stairs? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's definitely not. It's going to be a it's a weighted. I, I, literally in his rider, it's a it's a Yamaha. It has to be a certain model piano with certain weighted keys and everything so uh, oh really yeah yeah, yeah if, kyle donegan can do anything he wants he, he really rider, can huh? though he's got like a million instagram followers he's super he's super well known uh they talk about him on rogan all the time and all that stuff oh, yeah. so uh yeah it comes to him and then of course i was just telling nagel we just uh i just hired steve here right, right here on the spot 
for uh yeah comedy show downtown yeah comedy show downtown uh october 8th the sunday uh before uh, columbus day okay. indigenous people's day zeros see what happens when you show up you get work yeah yeah that's, all, yeah. that's, that's it all, that's all you gotta do that's he gets more work we'll yeah. have uh, more with marty it's uh 759 with bax and nagle on rock 102 one word by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't get a chance to talk very much about women's sports very often. That's mostly because I don't really care. Does that make me a sexist, misogynistic Neanderthal whose ignorance is bolstered by an ignorant combination of mouth breathing and knuckle dragging? No just means I have a limited number of hours in my day and I simply can't pay attention to everything. However, a story came out yesterday that sparked my imagination, so much so that I simply could not allow it to go underreported. Yesterday, the five-time national champion University of Nebraska women's volleyball team set the world record for the most attended event in women's sports history. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, okay, Baxi, first you've decided to do a story about women's sports, and now you tell us if the sport happens to be volleyball? To which I would respond, yes, especially when women's volleyball just drew a crowd of 92,000 people. 92,000 people to watch the Cornhuskers pound the snot out of Omaha 3-0. You people have any idea how many people 92,000 people is? I'll tell you exactly how many people that is. That's a crowd that's nearly eight times larger than the most well-attended game in the WNBA this season. Nine times better than the average attendance for a UConn Huskies women's basketball team. And according to some statistics, that's more than twice the average attendance for college football. Not women's college football, all of college football. Now, when I read those numbers this morning, my first thought was, don't these college students have binge drinking they should be doing? Shouldn't these kids be in their rooms rolling doobies and eating soup out of a hot pot? That's what college is supposed to be all about. And yet, here's a crowd of 92,000 people showing up to watch six women bump, set, and spike a ball and yelling rotate every three minutes. There used to be a time when you couldn't get 92,000 people to show up for an entire season of hockey at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield. The Volleyball Hall of Fame in Holyoke, where the very game was invented, probably didn't get 92,000 people walking through the door last year. And yet, if you go to Nebraska, you can almost bet you're going to get it in a single day. That is amazing. But hey, the my Yappin's worth brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the DeWalt Compact Drill Driver Kit. Save 40 bucks. A DeWalt circular saw, a reciprocating saw by DeWalt, $40 off with your Ace Rewards card at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock. It's 8.13 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 75. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Comedian uh, Marty Caproni is in the studio. He's got uh, big shows this weekend at, Mo- at, uh, at the uh, the Comics Roadhouse. Comics Roadhouse, Mohegan Sun. Going to see if we can get some listeners out so that I can out-earn the bull that they have out front that people ride. <laughs> <laughs> I told them that last time I was there. I go, because they charge like $10 a a ride on the bull i go uh what's the chances that bull makes you more money than me and the guy's like probably a solid hundred <laughs> percent yeah i can't believe they charge for the bull <laughs> 10 bucks 
Remember the Salty Dog Saloon used to have that for yeah. free? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You watch all the hot chicks get on it and get tossed off. Or all, yeah. the, all the drunk guys try to ride it yeah. for a while. That's, that's, that was always that's fun, That's always the fun one, too. You see them get a head wound, <laughs> you know, fly off the thing and smash their head into something. Hard to believe they had to, uh, they had to take that down. Because that, uh, I mean, yeah. in spite of all the liability that was involved, yeah. it seemed like a pretty damn good idea. Well, you know what happens with those things? They break. Because he told me they actually have two bulls because they need the parts from the other bull. And if the bull goes down, they got to fix the bulls. So there's a bull, there's a bull guy. There's like a mechanic bull guy that goes up and down the East Coast fixing these bulls. And, I, I uh, like that job. It's a great it's a great, a great job. repair job. Yeah. How much do you think you're pulling from uh, doing a bull repair? Oh, he, they said it's a yeah, lot when I he bet you out. it is. Yeah. And he has I to can go- see you pulling a bull shift. Yeah. I love bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. All the time. Ser- no bullshit. I ensconce myself in bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit? You really like it? Yeah. Yeah. We should be really careful about it. <laughs> yes, we yeah. really should. Yeah. So we've been talking uh, like the last uh, day or so about, uh, you know, the Big E starts on the 15th. Yeah, I'm excited. And uh, which, yeah, by the way, uh, it is my birthday. But is it? Yeah, it's my birthday. Uh, and uh, but we're going to go and we're going to uh, we're going to eat. We're going to sample all the new stuff. The this, three of us. Yeah, we're trying to uh, I was trying to come up with the list. And then you said you had it in front of you. So I'm, I got it right in front of me. Uh, so get a load of this. Uh, Thanksgiving nachos. <clears throat> it's uh, it's nachos with with the chips loaded with. Everything you would have her on Thanksgiving. I can Stuffing. definitely. I can do that. I could do that. Yeah. That sounds yeah. delicious. I was saying to Bax, uh, the, uh, D'Angelo's has the Thanksgiving sandwich where you dip it in the uh, gravy. You ever do that? Uh, Comes with gravy. That sounds good, though. D'Angelo's has that? Yeah, it's a Thanksgiving sandwich. Where is there a D'Angelo's around here? Uh, there's one in Chicopee up on Memorial Drive. Is there still the, one on, uh, in West Springfield on uh, Riverdale? There used to be. I don't know if it's still there. I don't uh, think it's there anymore. And there's really? the rest stop in Ludlow. They got one, too, if you're uh, on the bike. Yeah. No, the D'Angelo's in West Springfield is now a Starbucks. <clears throat> really? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. God. Just what we need. Uh, what we do. The Polish bomb, a hefty sandwich, starts with a thick slice of jalapeno cheddar kielbasa, okay. fried up on top with horseradish, pickled onion, and slaw. That sounds Ooh. delicious. On a pretzel bun. Oh, where's that? That is at uh, the New England Craft Beer Pub Ooh, on the Avenue sounds- Estates. All right, we can get a beer with that, too. What yeah. about the uh, fried green tomato sandwich? I love fried green tomatoes. Never Do you had really? Them. Yeah. Never had them? In my whole life. Oh, they're so. Do you like tomatoes? Regular I mean, I tomatoes? like tomatoes, but I've never had the green. Have you ones. ever had a green tomato? No. Yeah, it's uh-huh. really good. It's a southern uh, thing. Really? Yeah, it's All delicious. Right. I'll try that too. There's the uh, the dill pickle cupcake. We got to try that. Dill pickled cupcake. Yeah, it's got to be tried. All right. I mean, it, listen. If you're gonna say no because it sounds gross. Then there's there's no point of doing this. No, we yeah. have to try these things that do sound gross in order to yeah. get past the uh, see what the craze is all about. Now the same at, at the same place. I think I got this right. Or maybe I don't. Uh, they got the vanilla buttercream frosting shots. What shots of frosting? Shots of is it alcohol or no alcohol? I don't um, think so. I don't I think it's shots of frosting. Yeah, and you get like a sugar cookie with it. Oh great! Yeah, just that you just Sugar lose co- your foot immediately when you leave that place. Yeah, diabetes. Wilford, you can hear Wilford Brimley <laughs> spinning in his grave. Yeah, yeah. Now this we gotta try the disco fries from the uh, from the White Hut. We gotta try that. What's those. a disco fry? It's basically poutine, so it's a uh, fries topped with gravy and cheese curds. You cannot. And, right. Oh, and you can also add their uh, their grilled onions on that, top. That's of it. that's the All key. Right. That's the hook. The, right. the grilled onions from the White Hut are probably some of the best around. And you can also get chopped up hot dogs on top of it. 
Oh, wow. Ooh, with ketchup? Yeah. Marty, I know you all, could. You don't want to mix ketchup and gravy. That's that's uh, ridiculous. That's, you can't do it, so now I have to commit to no ketchup. So would you do a hot dog with gravy? Because that once seems you, a little uncouth. Once you chop a hot dog up, it's no longer a hot dog. Uh, no, what, it's still what, a hot dog. What are you talking about? Let me just ask you, what rules are you, like, what, what I, universal <laughs> rule are you following of these hot dogs that uh, you can make up these things? Oh, once it's cut up, it's not a hot right, dog anymore. Are, you, it's just Let meat. me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, okay? Yeah. Uh, what do you call it when you chop up one and you put it in uh, baked beans? Baked beans Franks and hot dogs in and it. beans. Yeah, once you chop it up, it's a Frank, baby. Well, it's a Frank. It's a Frank. Frank Furter is the name yeah, that it's it derives an, from, it's which an is interchangeable thing. Hot the hot dog is in the yeah, bun. It's Listen, long. It's, it looks like, like a Datsun. It looks like, like a hot dog. It's like gasoline and petrol. It's the same damn thing. Is it, though? If you get if you go to England, I dare you to order gasoline. They're going to say, no, right, we have Petra. Uh The Ferrandino Maple Bacon Hot Dog. I'm not a big maple guy. I'm not a big maple guy either, but you know, it's like, uh, do uh, you bite the bullet and say, okay, maybe uh, maybe ketchup will actually well, yeah, improve I, that? Yeah, I feel like that's on the bubble. We're, I, that's we're, on the bubble of things that we should eat. Here's what's going to come down to it. I can't <clears throat> eat every an individual of everything that no, we're, we're going to have to split. No, we'll, yeah, well, so we yeah, can we'll split. Have, it's like a, it's going to have to be a taste test thing. I can't, uh, I can't I, eat all this food. I do insist that we go to the West Springfield Firehouse yeah. and you guys try the chili. <laughs> No, we'll do that. We'll do it. We'll we'll sample the chili. That's that, yeah. Get a bowl of chili, three spoons, which should be good. It will be good. Union made. I like union made chili. Yeah, yeah it's, like there one, you go. it's like one guy making yeah. the chili yeah. and five guys standing right, around right. drinking <laughs> coffee. Hey, now make sure you put some extra uh, pepper in there. You don't tell me how to do it. All right, this this one is scratching me where I itch. This is from the clam box in the food court. Ooh, isn't that right. a little redundant? The clam, clam box? Yeah, yeah a little Isn't, bit. Yeah. I thought they turned that into a dispensary. The <laughs> <laughs> strip club out in Auburn. <laughs> the clam fritter donut. Okay. Listen, I'm a huge fan of the clam cakes. Uh, right. And have been since uh, since childbirth. And uh and like you get the you get the clam cakes yep. at the Rhode Island building. Okay. Well, this is in the form of a donut. It's still the same fritter, Wait, just formed like a donut. The All clam right. cake that is it has pieces of clam in it. Oh yeah. This is so how committed good. I am to this, you guys. Uh, the next day, I'll be limping in here to talk about it because I have the gout. You know, going to have shellfish. My uh, my joints don't work. Remember when I couldn't get up and down the stairs? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I got medicine for it now. I'm going to take the medicine in advance to us going to the Big E so I can have the clam fritter donut. All three of us with the medical issues. Yeah, we've all got, listen, we all like, got our like, problems. It's like the handicapped uh, crew going over to the Big E and trying all the food. You notice no real health places sponsor the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be spending some time in the AFID uh, tent this year. Yeah, uh, Stuff waffles on a stick. Okay, yeah, what are they stuffed with? That's important. That is, that's what I don't know because it doesn't say, and I was trying to look up waffle-licious. I'm going to say chicken, uh, right? Most delicious waffles. Let's see if we can uh, pull up the uh, the menu here. You want to hear the weirdest waffle I ever had while he's doing that? Sure. There's a restaurant. You ever go to Portland, Maine just to eat? The restaurants are not to Not to eat. The, the restaurants there are, are unbelievable. It's a, it's a one of the best cast secrets probably in New England. Um, I met a couple from France that came there just to eat for the weekend. Yeah. Um, but Is it the same people who went to the Cummington Fair from Cape Cod? No, no, yeah. no. No, they were staying in the Camelot Inn? Yeah, yeah. yeah I right. thought about that though, right after you said about uh, coming tonight. I uh, I collected that when I was kids. I had <laughs> them all, yeah, in a sock under my bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it was like stalactites under yeah. your bed. Yeah. I probably had millions of dollars yeah. worth of coming Wait, today. Is it stalactite or stalagmite? Which is the one that comes from the ceiling? <laughs> well, they rarely come from the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Really oh. And if you do, you need to see a specialist. See, I so, found the waffles. So what? So what does stuff with? It's like it's basically like you can get hazelnut, you can get chocolate, you can get Kit Kats, you can get Boring. lotus bombs, Boring. which is those lotus cookies and if all you, that stuff. If you said it was fried stuffed with fried chicken and bacon and it was drizzled with maple syrup, yeah. I would have been in. Well, I'll that, tell you what, if, if you told me there's a little bit of risk to it, like yeah. there's like volcanic magma coming out of this yeah, stuff, something. that would be interesting. Yeah. I, I went to this restaurant though in Portland called Eventide, Eventide or whatever. Yeah. Eventide. And uh, I got a waffle made with scallop. The batter of the waffle has scallop in it. Wow, that sounds good. It was really good. All right, there's some uh, some other things that uh, unfortunately right, well, we're running a little bit out of out of time. But uh, yeah, those are those are the uh, those are among the new things on the menu. I think we got to try as much as we can, and we're gonna stuff our fat faces doing it. Uh, yes, a couple of the Spetzel uh, things like the Hofbrau House. We got to try the Spetzel. Spetzel. I, like I love I like Spetzel. Spetzel or Spetzel. Spetzel. We're pronounced both ways. I think it's Spatzel. Spetzel. That was the way my German grandmother used to pronounce it. Spatzel. We'll figure that out. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, 820. Isn't it uh, a buffena? Isn't that how you pronounce that uh, Portuguese thing that you're going to eat tonight? Listen, I don't even know anymore. My whole world has been turned upside down since I figured out a chopped up hot dog is now a Frankfurter. Yeah, what is that all about? I, I Listen. You can't argue the logic. I noticed you got real quiet when uh, you heard that answer. Because we it's were that, Because it's called yeah. a Frankfurter. It's a, it's Franks a, and Bates. Yeah, Franks and Beans. That's all good. But it's a hot dog <laughs> whole, and beans. That's how I end this whole argument every time yeah. you said it. I go, Franks and Beans. It's 824 <laughs> on Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven by Leah Toyota of Wolverham. Experience Hampton. It's uh, 827 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Real quick, uh, check out Baxi's Musical Fun Bag uh, on Sunday. Also, Baxi's Musical Podcast this week. My guest has uh, been Wayne Hussey from the band The Mission. Also spent time with the Sisters of Mercy and Dead or Alive. Remember the band that did uh, You Spin Me Round Like a Record? Remember that? those guys? He was with them before that happened. Anyway, he's coming to uh, the Brighton Music Hall in Cambridge on October 11th. And you can hear that interview on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And on rock102.com, all brought to you by ZM Home Buyers and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Hey, uh, shout out to uh, to Eric from Cluitz Appliance yesterday who came over to my house, serviced my stove. Yeah. I uh, I've had, I have this stove. I didn't realize how like expensive this stove is that I have. Oh, boy. It was like one of the things that uh, the previous owner had put in. You told me what kind that is. Yeah, I said, that's a, a really good stove. It's a, it's a Gen Air stove. Oh, yeah. It's like and, commercial um, grade. It's like 14 years old. The problem is you can't get a whole lot of parts for it. It's one of those things that has changed manufacturers so <laughs> many times. But uh, it's weird how I, I got to see all the internal parts yeah, because he took everything out yesterday and he cleaned it all off and 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 did all that stuff and it was kind of explaining like uh, I said, well, how much is it? I said, well, is it cheaper to just get a new one of these things? Because like the one part I need is like four hundred bucks. <laughs> no. And it's not it's not their fault. No, it's, that's it, how that's, much the part costs, dude. A, yeah. a, a, a Gen Air yeah. oven can cost us uh, several grand. And that's They're what like he Vikings said. I said, I said, would it, I said, would it be easier to just buy a new one of these? And he's like, they start at like thirty five hundred dollars. And the problem is, I need a specific type of stove because it's propane and it's also got a down vent. 
So the vent goes oh, through the floor, yeah. like the 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 really? exhaust vent goes through the floor and then out through the basement and out through the house that way. It doesn't go. It's not like an overhead hood like you, you would have. Yeah, it is. It is kind of weird. Wow. So I'm like, well, there ain't no way in hell I'm spending yeah. thirty five hundred bucks on a stove. So, Could he, uh, did he fix it? Yeah, well, he's ordering another part for oh. it. I got to get another part, but he uh, he cleaned it up and uh, got got the burners working again. I couldn't get I hadn't I couldn't get the, uh, the I've burners. actually had good luck with Cluets. That's yeah. the, the, I like those good folks. Yeah, I went in there. I I haven't bought an appliance from them yet, but I went in there a few times and and talked to them. They're super helpful. They're like really really helpful people. Well, and we and we had kind of had a discussion about like local businesses and stuff. And I had bought one of these things. If I had bought so like a the fri- I bought the, my fridge from them. Yeah. But if I had bought it from like a like a Lowe's or a, like a Bone Deep Throat or something yeah. like that, yeah. you don't you don't get that customer service no. that you no. would normally get. Yeah, you got uh, you, at a place like a Rockies or a Cluets yeah, or any you, one none of these like, local you, businesses. You get it at Cluets, but yes, certainly Rockies, good people, rock solid so service. service. Every Rockies is hardware location. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I'm just saying, like that's the kind of that's the kind of the thing that's dying out in this country is the small business owner who. Still pays attention to detail for the customer, as opposed to the, you're right. just some number at, at a corporation. I feel like it's going to come back, though. I think everything's cyclical, and it's going to come. I think once uh, Bezos buys his new bigger, bigger, bigger yacht, everyone's yeah. going to have had enough, and everyone's just going to oh. start shopping local again. Let's see about that. I hope. We. We got uh, news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Cooler, drier can. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh my God, Bax and you masses, welcome back to Fresh Meat. I mean, freshmen all the way up to campus here, you and here we go. I didn't have the. Uh, hey, you don't have to go. We don't start the Blonnie Bash until March anyway. Oh, yeah, right. You dumb witted right. yeah. bastard. I'm wicked stupid. You're going to have to. <laughs> I apologize. Tommy from Dorchester now in my eighth year as a sophomore at UMass Amherst. We are planning the big Blonnie Bash already. What's your major, Tommy? Oh, this. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, and uh, some chemistry because I like to mix uh, vodka with my fentanyl. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I was at a Who li- wants vodka fentanyl shooters? <laughs> Get those with some spuckies from the cubbies down the street, too. You know, I, I was at a liquor store uh, the other day yep. uh, just for uh, for laughs uh, to get stuff for a friend. And I saw a bottle of uh, of Everclear, 190 proof Everclear. I didn't think you could buy that in Massachusetts. Oh, oh my! I use that as milk on my cereal in the morning during the bloody bath. You take a nice box of Lucky Charms or from where you ever go to Aldi's? Yeah, Aldi's nuts all over the place over there. Yo, know, the other day I was at the blood center to make a donation. Turns out my blood type was 150 proof. Oh my God! I love that point point one five. That's right. Some 5,000 freshman students are due to move in today following a record application year for the university. According to UMass, more than 50,000 high school students applied to be part of the class of 2027, which will be the most diverse in the school's history. UMass freshmen will also have the highest high school GPA combined SAT scores in a decade. Yes, but what does that look like after four years? Yeah. By Sunday morning, some 22,750 students will have returned to campus and surrounding areas. 
with classes to begin on Tuesday. That means a lot of extra traffic around Amherst this weekend. And the drinking begins in 3.2 seconds. I was going to say, didn't uh, 8 a.m., it's legal to serve alcohol in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, Yeah, that's right. They've been able to do it for 35 minutes. So, when in Rome or Amherst, let's, uh, let's do it. Unfortunately, it's a little too early in the day for them to be listening to what we're doing. Why is your watch listening? I don't to know. I, I don't know why it does this. I, if I move the watch, the the eye, the eye watching the, the Apple Watch, it starts to talking back to me. Uh, traffic alert! Road hog. A portion of Main Street in Agawam is closed due to a rollover car crash this morning, according to Agawam Police. Main Street is closed between South Street and Six Flags due to a serious motor vehicle crash. Drivers mm. are being asked to seek an alternate route. Those planning on visiting Six Flags New England should visit from uh, 159 North through Suffield. So, huh. you don't have to end the fun. I don't know if it's more fun, though. You I don't always, think it's more fun? No, they say it's, I always say Six Flags more fun, but not if you have to go all the way around through Suffield. Well, it's only, If that's the only way you, you, you have to get in, then you, know, you just got to do what yeah. you got to do. You can also go by boat. Yeah, I guess you could. Right? Yeah. They can't yeah. get river. Yeah. Could they swim to it. Boat yeah. launch down there. The Mass Gaming Commission met Wednesday in executive session to discuss a letter to MGM Resorts International addressing safety and security at the company's Springfield Casino. The closed-door executive session was allowed under state law to, quote, discuss the use of and deployment of security personnel or devices or strategies with respect thereto at gaming establishments, unquote, according to the meeting agenda. And to uh, a statement that the commission's chair, Kathy Judd Stein, read into record. The commission did not come back into public session, and members never specified what the issue is. Oh. Well, I'm glad we had a reporter there to tell us all about it. It's all that yeah. transparency. Wow, look at it. The uh, Republican has filed a public uh, records request uh, seeking the letter. The Massachusetts Public Records Act requires a response to that request within 10 days. So we can't find out what happened at the meeting. What do you think happened? Week. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I don't. This is. The, I don't understand why they even bother reporting. That's what I was reporting say. on it. And they say they file the request, but they're not going to. If it's an executive session, they don't have to release the request. So no, and it's that, a non-story. Is it a non-story? It's yeah. kind of a non-story. Yeah. It, it doesn't tell you who, what, where, when, or why. Well, they just wanted to let you know there was a meeting going on yesterday. Well, there's probably meetings important. going on all over the city. Right. You don't have to report on all of them. Right. But, but Mass Live did. <laughs> Well, apparently they were yeah. short on stories. An individual from Trumbull was uh, charged with larceny on Friday following an extensive police investigation into the theft of several thousand dollars from the town's tax receipt funds. 56-year-old Robert Withington of Placid Street in Trumbull was identified by detectives as the man who turned himself into Trumbull Police Headquarters to face criminal charges for his actions regarding this theft. An employee of the town's uh, tax collector office was unable, unable to locate the bank deposit bag while making a delivery to the bank during the normal course of business on Tuesday, May 30th, when Trumbull police detectives in- initiated the investigation. When the employee arrived at the bank branch on Quality Street that day, they discovered the bag was missing. There were numerous documents contained in the deposit bag, which clearly identified the owner as the town of Trumbull. The deposit bag was clearly marked with the bank's insignia. As part of the investigation, Trumbull police detectives conducted numerous interviews, obtained search warrants, and reviewed numerous surveillance videos of local businesses for several months. As a result, the bank deposit bag was found inadvertently dropped outside the bank, which was then picked up by Withington. Ooh. Hmm. 
Withington then later admitted to uh, being at the bank on May 30th and taking a bag containing almost $5,000 in cash. Probably thought like, oh man, this is Found my money. Day. Right. This is my day. I found five grand in a bag. <laughs> As he believed he had no obligation to return the bag to its rightful owner, he kept it. The defendant was charged with larceny in the third degree and released on a promise to appear in Bridgeport on September 5th. Uh, you know, when I first read that, I was like, ah, yeah. I don't, is that really theft or is that just like found money? Well, I guess if somebody's looking for it. Uh, well, see, I think I think if you find a bag of money for that amount, I mean, not, the right thing to do is to alert authorities. Hey, listen, I found a real big bag of money, but 99% of all people in America would yeah. never turn that in. And I don't agree. I mean, I agree that the right thing is, but I don't think that makes it illegal. And honestly, the weird part of that you don't hear about is who lost the bag. Who dropped the bag? Well, that's what I would like to know about. Right. That's who should probably be on the hot seat. Maybe it was Uncle Billy who forgot to read the string on his uh, on his finger. <laughs> and he had to deposit. Remember in uh, one, It's a Wonderful Life where he was delivering yeah. the money to the bank that Mr. Potter owned? Yes. And then he lost the $800 or $8,000 or whatever it was? Right uh, Now I do. You never saw It's a Wonderful no, Life? No, never, never did. You, you never did. saw that? No. Nah, really? No. Nah, I've seen like three of the scenes of it. Oh, man. You're missing out on a really long and boring movie. Yeah. It's a, it's, yeah. A, <laughs> it's a beloved Christmas classic. Oh, God. Ugh, Christmas movies. And uh, someone went through the Social Security Administration's official list of baby names from last year, and they cherry-picked the weirdest ones. Each name was given to at least one baby in 2022, but not more than 10. Here's the highlights. You ready? Yes. The weirdest girls' names include... Minnow, Banksy, Delight, Katniss, like the Hunger Games character, okay. Sparkle, she'll be a stripper, 100%. Pearly, Menorah, Canary, Bethlehem, Chai, as in like the tea, uh-huh. Strawberry, and finally, Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. Okay. What about the boys' names? You ready? Yep. Barley, Ugh. Dragon. Dragon? Yeah. Texas, Utah, Daytona. Did somebody just like look up at a map on the wall? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Utah gonna be a good one. Fender, clever, Gilhead, Gilhead. Yeah, Cotton, Rooster, Chaos, Ruckus, Crash, Forbes, Lancelot, and finally, just the word awesome. You know, I think if you're a parent-to-be and you're naming your kid a name that will most likely get them beat up at school, that's irresponsible parenting. Yeah. It really is. A kid named Chaos. Yeah. You know, that, that kid's the you know path has been set at that point. To be fair, I know of a kid with the name Awesome. Do you really? Know? So I'm, I met this kid. He was awesome. Yeah, he, used to, he was awesome. Yeah. He was the greatest kid. And I go, dude, you're awesome. He's my middle name, and I go, yeah, it should be. And he's like, no, no, look, <clears throat> I legally changed my middle name to Awesome, and he had it on his license. Oh, you mean Connor, Connor Awesome it. Kennedy was his yeah, name, but, but he wasn't born with it. <laughs> well, like a parent didn't bestow no. or, or burden him with that name. Well, can you imagine Dragon as a name? Yeah, Dragon. Yeah, I can't. What if your last name is uh, Deez Nuts? Deez Nuts. Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's Nuts or Dragon Deez Nuts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Imagine if he were arrested for being half in the bag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I can just see, like, you know, maybe 15 years from now, some, like, uh, some redneck going, all right, man, yeah, 
I saw you drinking Bud Light around the corner. We don't drink Bud Light in this house. Now, Barley, Texas, Utah, Daytona, Fender, you get inside the house right now. To go help your brother catalytic convert him. Get your cousins, Cotton Rooster and Chaos and Ruckus over here, too. What's the other one? Crash. What That's was... a... Crash. 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 Chaos. Uh, what happens when that kid gets in a drunk driving accident in uh, 22 years? I got to find that clip from The Simpsons where he's naming, it was Cletus, and he's naming all of the children. <laughs> and I, 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 I'll, I'll have one. to find it offline, but uh, there you go. So there's your new baby names for 2023. God. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny. High of 75. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve Tebow. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849, and Stone Temple Pilots at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Nice sunny and dry day today. Uh, high of 75. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It's 60 right now in downtown Springfield. I was unaware of this, but today is International Overdose Day. You're and not unaware it, of it. I told you about like that an hour ago. Well, okay, what but at the start of the day I didn't yeah. know. Uh, in the studio with us right now from Mira Vista, it's Kim Lee, along with uh, Crystal Grizzlack. It's good to have you both here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So first of all, tell us about uh, tell us about the day and and you know what this what this is all about. Of course, sure. International Overdose Awareness Day, um, August thirty first every year, um, is an annual event that affords communities, individuals, providers across the country and actually internationally to focus much more heightened attention on the fact that overdose is preventable while also taking time to remember and to reflect upon those whose lives have been lost because of overdose. Now, Crystal, uh, you have been in recovery for a a good period of time. Yes. Uh, how, How long has it been? Uh, since 2015, I've been in recovery. Awesome. And, and just, uh, you know, if you can give us a little bit of background about, uh, you know, what, you know, what your path to recovery was all about. Well, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Uh, I was really miserable, uh, waking up sick as that's what it is. Every single day, you, every night you go to bed, you're fine. Every morning you wake up incredibly sick. Like you have the flu times 10. And it just got to a point where I just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, my boyfriend was on the clinic, and um, he told me about Mira Vista. I gave them a call and was on the right track. Wow. So it as uh, and that was you only had to go through that recovery once, or was it multiple? Because I mean, oftentimes it's multiple times before it really starts to sink in or stick or what. There's lots of different factors that that play into it. Was this your first time? Um, so that was my first time, and I did slip up, and I came right back, um, like, immediately. I think what happened the first time is, even though I completed the program successfully, is I didn't really have tools to deal with when trauma happened or when something took place, and you really couldn't deal with it, didn't have the tools, and you just want the pain to stop, and I knew the answer to that. You know, Kim, I, I think this is really important to, to point out that, you know, any road to recovery is not always a straight line. And right. people who are in the midst of addiction problems and even the people around them, family members, friends, employers, whatever it may be, need to understand that, you know, it, it may take a couple of times to not give up on somebody simply because 
you know, they, they, they tripped up. I, I just think that's really important to point out. It is, Bax, and, and thank you for thank you for saying that because um, it's it's exactly right um, and and very accurate. Everybody's road to recovery is very different. You know, there there isn't one course of treatment. There isn't one form of medication that's going to alleviate symptoms of addiction or change individuals' behavior. And Crystal and I were, were actually talking at length in, in advance of, of today. Um, actually, Crystal will be raising the flag at Mira Vista later this morning, um, sharing her story again with, with staff. But it's important to understand that the treatment you pursue has to work for you, and it can be coupled with mental health support as well. So, you know, Crystal talks a lot about the addiction support she received, but also talks a lot about the groups, Crystal, and the support. Yes, the the groups and the counseling are, are extremely important. So medication, when it's medication-assisted recovery, whether it's methadone or Suboxone, that's not the only thing. You have to attend counseling in groups, and yeah. Mira Vista has some of the best counselors honestly on the planet they're truly amazing people they'll meet you where you are in your recovery they don't you know push you but they give you great ideas it's wonderful support truly truly wonderful support from them Chris can I just ask you how how did it come to be that you developed a problem was there was there like because uh, you hear people who say well I got injured and then I was prescribed some medication and then that was it. Was this a, like a situation like that or was this a recreational thing that you had tried out to, the, to do? Or uh, So for for the opiate parts, now, uh, yes, when I was in high yeah. school and stuff, you know, smoke pot or take acid or anything like that. But when it comes to um, how heroin got involved, that was, I was about 21 years old. I had knee problems, back problems, and anxiety. Went to see the doctor. Doctor says, well, you're 21. Okay, here's some Klonopins and some Percocets. Sends me on my mm-hmm. way. That continued. You know, the prescription gets higher and higher. Eventually, that doctor's no longer there. I end up at another doctor. Eventually, I stopped taking the medication, and heroin was cheaper. You couldn't buy pills on the street and be okay for the day. It just didn't work out that way. So heroin became the choice that I made then. And then that just spiraled. And, and that seems to happen for a lot of people who uh, be, ha, develop problems with opioid abuse is because they started out innocuously by something that, you know, you I had an injury and I, I was prescribed a, a, a pill from a doctor. But then people don't see what happens after that and the slow progression it is what you just said about how heroin is cheaper than pills right. on the street. And that's, uh, you know, how we get to where we are. And they're easier to obtain. Yeah, heroin's easier to get than than medication, even as well. This this is a Kim Lee from Mira Vista, along with a Crystal uh, Grislak, one of their success stories. You know, the thing that that I think is uh, is so relevant is that you're absolutely right. All these things can happen to literally anybody and any family, any socioeconomic uh, class or race or whatever. It doesn't matter. These things, these stories are happening all the time. And it's not just cities, it's small towns, it's suburbs. I mean, we all kind of know somebody, uh, you know, close or peripherally who are going through exactly what you're talking about. If they didn't, no one goes out and says, I want to be, you know, hooked on heroin. No one necessarily goes and does that. It just, it happens. And, uh, you know, we 
sometimes dismiss that. It, like we don't want to believe that, but it, but it really can't happen anywhere. It, it, it's so interesting you should say that, um, Bax, in terms of nobody waking up because Crystal and I were <clears throat> just talking the other day and she used that very language. You know, she said nobody goes to bed at night thinking, you know what, tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up with an addiction. Or I think tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up um, because I want to be addicted to drugs yeah. or I, I want to have a, a substance misuse, you know, diagnosis. That's, that's not the way it happens. And, and also, you know, what, what you've both said, and, and that's how important it is for people to understand that it is a disease. It is a disease. It is not the type of thing that you can just look at a loved one, look at a family member or a friend and say, stop. Like, just stop it. You have to engage in treatment, and you have to engage in treatment that's going to work for you. And people around you, and I know Crystal can talk better about this than me, but to have people around you who are supportive. Uh, what is, uh, you, you know, today is International Overdose Day. What What is being planned for today? We have a flag raising at 11 o'clock. Um, that's happening outside the front of Mira Vista. And um, Crystal has um, thankfully agreed to share her story to staff and um, she will officially raise the flag on this very important day. We will be lighting the facade of Mira Vista purple um, for tonight, and that will stay illuminated through the month of September, um, as September is National Recovery Month. And we are so grateful. Um, Rock 102 is actually on your Facebook page, um, linking to a video which shows the proper use of Narcan. Narcan can prevent an overdose from happening. You can get it free at Mira Vista. You can walk into the reception lobby, ask for a box of Narcan. You'll be asked two very quick questions as we are a state-sponsored site. So the state just wants to know two quick pieces of demographic information. And you'll walk out with Narcan. If you have somebody in your life, a loved one, a friend, who is misusing drugs, get the Narcan and keep the Narcan with you. It's one of the best ways, other than prevention, to prevent an overdose. Kim, real quick, as uh, somebody who wanted to seek out some treatment, what, how would they go about doing that with Mira Vista? Sure. 413-701-2600, or go to our website, which is miravistabhc.care, or email me, kaylee at miravistabhc.care. Kim Lee from uh, Miravista, Crystal uh, Grislock. Crystal, uh, congratulations. Best of health to you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you for you. coming in. Crystal. Appreciate Thank both of you. you being here today. Thank you. Sending out an SOS. Sending out an SOS. Sending out an SOS. Sending out an SOS. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 910 and the Police. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Yeah, songs with no thought. There was plenty of thought. Well, I'll just say uh, I found a message in a bottle, and I'm sending out an SOS, and we'll just repeat that 300 times yeah. before the song's over. But by the time a song is over, you know exactly what the name of that song is, and you never forget it. No, it's not called sending out an SOS. It's called message in a bottle. Yeah. Okay, well, you got right. the, you're right about that. Right. Uh, Marty Caproni is in the <laughs> studio. Marty is uh, is loading things up with comedy. You've got uh, 
You've got uh, at the, the Comics Roadhouse tonight I and all be, weekend long. I will be there headlining. Uh, this is a big one for me. It's a club I work my way up on, so all the support <laughs> would be uh, greatly appreciated if you're in Connecticut or you're in Western Mass and you're going to be going out on the beach or whatever, or you're just a g- degenerate gambler and uh, you don't want to <laughs> lose your, your, your house payment. Uh, come by, come see me. Uh, I'll be there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then, uh, of course, if you're here in Western Mass, Tonight at uh, Loft Comedy Club, it's at the door. It's not online. Twenty bucks, you get dinner and the show. Sweet. Yeah, there you yeah. go. It's a lot of comedy. Yeah. Also. Well, yeah. And then uh, Nagel and I are going to be doing that one down at uh, Ciro's there. And yeah, uh, I just put it in my calendar. We're ready to rock and I, roll. I can't wait for you to try the food. I was telling you, it is unbelievable. I love a good Italian meal. Oh, so good, dude. I do. Yeah. Do like a, you like ever a, do that? Like you're like, I'm, I'm not really hungry. You don't have to give me something. I'm, I'm not hungry. And then they yeah. go, Well, I'm just going to make everything for you anyways. And you, before you know it, you're like, I'm such a liar right now because I'm just stuffing my face with everything you put in front of me. That's what it was. You know, years ago, uh, <clears throat> my late wife worked at the uh, the School Street Bistro out in Westfield. Oh, I used to hear good things it about that It was owned place. by the, uh, the, 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 the Palma family at the, at the time. Yeah. And uh, one night I had gone in there waiting for her to finish up uh, her bartending gig. There was like nobody in the place, and he's like, uh, and he's little Nick the Palm, his little Italian guy. Yeah. Hey, you hungry? You hungry? I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. And he's like, oh, let me come back. And he, he brings me back in the kitchen, and he starts just putting things in a frying yeah. pan. Yeah. And it came, and he was like, oh, just take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and you know, just whipping it up. And it was not a dish they had on the menu, but it was, it, it could have been. You're right. It should have been. <laughs> That, uh, it was so freaking good. That's this dude down there, Anthony. He he's the owner, but he gets right in the kitchen. He he was like, ah, oh, he showed me a dish that he had made, and yeah. I was like, I can't eat it. I told you the guy with the shellfish. He had this dish he made. It was like lobster, and then there was like mm-hmm. mussels all around the dish, almost as a garnish. Mm-hmm. And then there was clams in with the lobster, yeah. and it was in some kind of sauce, like Man. a butter's. That's that, that sounds delicious. That's yeah, the, that's the 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 problem. It's like you know there there, it's it has happened a couple of times when I have been in Italian homes uh, where they say. You a fat guy? Let me a feed of you, and and it's like seventy five thousand courses of food that I didn't expect. Now, I didn't, I, yeah, yeah. I said, well, I'm not that hungry. I can't eat all this, but yet I found myself being able to turn away none of it. Yeah. That was because me. the more it went, the more delicious it became. It was. You can't possibly say no. I, I once uh, went to a, <clears throat> a woman's house who was cooking dinner for a bunch of people, and one of the guys was like a. Really authentic Italian guy yeah. as a guest. So she said, "Oh, I followed this really Italian recipe, and I made the best lasagna that I could find." Well, it was like it called for like six cups of sugar in lasagna. Yeah, in lasagna yeah, in the sauce, and it was and it was so uh, you know, and the, and the, and he's eating it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is good. This is really good." And then afterwards, I'm like, "Hey, hey, uh, hey Vic, what did you think of that uh, that lasagna?" He's like. Lasagna? You mean the Domino's sugar and the uh, the ragu sauce? Yeah, that was delicious. Didn't want to, I didn't want to insult the lady. Uh, oh my God, that's a t- uh, that's that Domino's sounds gross. and ragu. That's what it, that's what it tastes like. Oh God. About. <laughs> so anyway, uh, best of luck this weekend. Thank you, Hey. Thanks for having me in, guys. And uh, I cannot wait for our biggie uh, eating expedition. Oh, we gotta let her rip. I, I can't either. But I didn't know if you knew this, but there is a uh, comedy show going on tonight at the Loft Comedy Club over in Chicopee, and uh, you get a buffet dinner for 20 bucks. I've heard a rumor about it. Uh, you know, it doesn't get promoted enough, yeah. but... Uh, it's yeah. all you can laugh. It's all you can laugh and all you can eat, pretty so, much. Somebody 
I know wanted to know when did uh, when did Marty Caproni uh, uh, start turn into Scott Cohen showing up for self promotion with, no, <laughs> with no food. Hey, I'm not let, I'm not letting you guys uh, or I'm making you listen uh, to me talk about sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know. Well, he's come with food. He came with the chicken salad chicken at salad. one time. Oh, one time. One yeah. time. Yeah, and then you and then you trashed it. You trashed it, Because Nagel. I didn't think it was that great of a chicken salad. Listen, it was okay. It now they like... got the guy, though. I told you what was happening. There was a new guy, and he wasn't putting the celery, which you had said there's celery, and I didn't. I didn't... Oh, so now i got to try another batch of this stuff. Yeah, I'll, I will bring in another batch. All right, next time you come back celery. in here, make sure you bring the fresh batch with the guy who knows what he's doing. And I'm there. Yeah, and I'm not putting it on a Portuguese roll, and I'm not salting it. I'm just going straight <laughs> on white bread, and you're going to have it the way I had what, it in my what, childhood. What cook did they hire for the day who said, yeah, I'll just leave out celery. That's it, like the number one thing that you would put in here it's the it was a new guy and it was an and it was it was very much it, it was missing something and i couldn't put my finger on it does that new guy still work there anymore uh, he's not in charge of chicken salad i can probably in charge something else yeah. now yeah like cleaning the toilets or something he's not a chicken salad engineer yeah you're, 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 you're not chicken salad material <laughs> you're off you're off you're over there on the ham salad now which yeah. is also delicious probably. since you made that toilet <laughs> taste and water chicken salad you can clean the toilets now how about that <laughs> it's nine 16 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 